we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. going on everybody it is episode 343 of pop culture crisis my name is brett i'm here with my co-host would you introduce yourself please hello crisis actors it's mary i hope that you liked that little intro sequence we added today pre-show cam as high voltage 75 just said oh yeah the, pre-show cam. we're, we're pre-gaming the show um Today's a Hannah Claire day. Hello. <laughs> it's like hey. its own holiday. Biggest yeah. Whalers fan. It's uh, the most important day of the week, in my opinion. Yes. Maybe second to Dane. Yes. Um, yeah. So, hi. I'm Hannah Claire Brimlaw. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. How you doing? i out on Tuesdays here for a while. Did you know that I am now a writer for TimCast.com? I know. Well? I was so psyched <laughs> about it. I don't know why you haven't been writing op-eds for longer. I, uh, I was like worried I, it was like stage fright or something. I was right. going to steal your intro one day. I was like, I'm a writer for TimCast.com. You should have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's good times. I, I've actually found it quite enjoyable to like uh, take the time. I'm actually kind of annoyed now because I know that there's like certain, like, you know, you have like style rules and everything. And I was like, can you not tell them to me? Because I will immediately shut down the moment there's any type of like. Yeah. And uh, I will say, I think Chris Carr is pretty great to work with. He yeah. does a good job of meeting people where they are in terms of style. Yeah, he, he helped me out. Yeah, uh, he's awesome. The, he does not get. Uh, enough praise, at least externally, because he's a behind-the-scenes kind of backbone of the in the newsroom. We used to have him on here, but now he's busy because he's got family and all this other weirdly important I know, and all stuff. these journalists yeah. who are like, please edit my article. I know, isn't that a He's got that multiple crazy? children. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Taylor Swift is a fascinating discussion because she has recently broken up with her boyfriend, and as well, uh, the ins and outs of Hollywood romance don't really interest me. The ways in which Hollywood romance influence business decisions uh, and your interpersonal the, the life, I find. The ins and outs of the romance interests me, and I don't know about you, Hannah Claire. I, I feel the, like we both care about that. I think Taylor Swift's really interesting, yeah. both for the breakup and because she is uh, undeniably going to profit off any breakup. Any man who tries to break up with Taylor Swift still loses because yeah. she makes money off of it. Exactly. So, so we're, we're gonna, talking about both angles. We are going to talk about that. We are going to talk about Barbie. Feminism or fun? What is it? Is it, is it going to be good, Mary? Do you think it's going to be good? I am definitely excited to see okay. it and satisfy my curiosity about it. Um, it already has a little bit of a misinterest vibe, yeah. um, but you know, it could be fun too. Who knows? I don't want to like take a stance on it before we, I've actually given it a fair shot. And I've seen people like being very opinionated about the Mario movie without having seen it, yeah. um, calling it woke or anti-woke. And it's like, sometimes a movie is just a movie. Yeah. 
Yep. So uh, we're going to talk about that. I, I want to talk more about the messaging and how they're going to market this film, which I think is very interesting. So we will discuss that. We will talk about Melissa McCarthy and drag queen mermaids because everything has to involve drag queens because it is, in fact, the year 2023 and things in which drag queens don't normally have anything to do with now suddenly have to do with it. Especially so when kids are watching it. Yeah, it seems like that that's the, uh, the truth now, right? So we're going to talk about that. We are also... <laughs> We're going to talk about Cardi B's opinion on the Dalai Lama because whatever. It's like I said, it's 2023 and uh, Cardi B is apparently the voice of sanity in a world full of predators. So we will talk about that. If you guys don't know what happened with the Dalai Lama, I encourage you to not watch the video. Um, we'll I explain mean, what Yeah, happens. we will. So we're going to talk about that. We got a bunch of other stuff to get into. So if you guys are ready, we will get right into it. Mary, are you ready? Ready. Anna Claire. I'm ready. All right. So I got some stuff to start the show. The first thing I want to mention here, this is kind of important. Uh, Pop Culture Crisis did, in fact, uh, it's about to pass 55,000 subscribers. One year ago today, we were at 15K. I posted this on Twitter yesterday. That is a growth of almost 40,000 subscribers in a year. I just wanted to thank all of you guys for being yeah. along the way, you know, on this journey with us. It's a good time. And then do it again. Yes, and then do it again. And then <laughs> encourage your friends to subscribe. It would be cool if we were able to get to 55 on the actual day. Start airdropping yeah. our channel while you're in public. Maybe it, at Taco Bell. Just send it to everyone, to, to people eating just at Taco Bell. Airdrop it to strangers when you're on a plane, whatever. Be like, you guys, you guys would probably like this. You should check it out. So we got that. Also, Super Mario Brothers, I just list, literally just... Just, just went up on Twitter. It says the Super Mario Brothers movie has already become the highest grossing film of 2023 domestically in less than a week. Well, it hasn't been that long in 2023, but... But still, I mean, well, we're, no, we're, at, we're, court, we're a fourth of the way through, right? We're in, what else is out right yeah. now, though? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons is out right now. John Wick 4 is out yeah, right now. There's, there's stuff that's, that's out right now. So like, it's, well, I guess Dungeons and Dragons is original content. I yeah. feel like, I don't know. Chris Pratt, Mario, it's, yeah. it's much more accessible than the other stuff. Yep. All right. And this is this one might only interest me, but uh, Netflix is ordering its first ever pilot. If you don't know what pilots are, basically when you when network television would order series, right? They wouldn't just order something straight to series. There was something called pilot season where people, actors would film a bunch of pilot episodes of shows and then they would be shopped around to various networks to see if anyone wanted to purchase that show to give it like a half season order. That half season order, you know, 13 episodes would eventually become a full season order of 22 episodes. And you Netflix, think that this is conducive to better quality, right? I mean, it, it might allow them, them to like cut the, you know, preemptively cut something off before it gets to be over the top. Like imagine you get yeah. a show that gets a full season made and then they get it back and they're like, wow, this is garbage. Let alone shows like, that are given two seasons from the jump. Yeah. So, so we will see if this allows for them to be a little bit more picky. Like if the, if the pilot doesn't end up any good, they don't have to pick it up. What is and it they for? It's for a comedy called Little Sky. Um, comedy, I'm guessing, would be like a, an hour show, so it's not going like to be like a special. No, no, no. It's, oh, it, would have been, it says so. Little Sky is the only pilot they've uh, they've ever planned. The concept of the show apparently stood out to the company, uh, and huh. basically the idea is that they're going to be able to take a more network television approach if they want to. That doesn't seem to be what's going to be for them long term. They will probably stick with their their typical method of ordering full seasons. And when you've got Netflix money, which uh, Netflix was actually the first company I thought of when I thought of like how uh, we're in post-profit era because they never make a profit, but they're always investing more and more money. They're always putting money right mm -hmm. back into it. But Netflix as a whole doesn't really make a profit. 
So it'll be interesting to see if this allows for a different type of content to get made uh, or if it means that we'll just have less garbage, make it all the way to the screen and then find out halfway through that it's not any good. All right. Oh, also, um, Kim Kardashian is <laughs> Kim Kardashian is going to be on American Horror Story, which I didn't even know is still on the air, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, season 12 of American Horror Story will, in fact, have Kim Kardashian in it. Does she have what it takes? See, what they should have done is gotten Madonna with the face that looks like Jigsaw. She and looks that would like have she's been... living American Horror Story yes. every day. So I feel like that would have been better if they had gotten Madonna. And that would have been great. They Do we know been... what the theme of this season is going to be? No, or... no. But the, the, the thing that they're focusing Anything? on here is they're just basically saying that she's done voice work before, but this is going to be like live action. No, Remember no. She was... She's active. Yeah. She's been in music videos. She has a pop song. She, she was in. She's a, had she was credit in... cards. Kim Kardashian has done it all. She ate fake meat that one time. She was in a Paris Hilton music video yep. for My Best Friend's Ass. And she was in uh, Dear Maria, right? And she also made a video with a rapper, but I don't know if anybody here saw that one. That was, that was different. Uh, well, you could say that that was somewhere between acting. It's a movie. The movie counts, technically. Does it, Brad? Interesting. It, it counts. It counts. Um, Just saying. I don't think that she uh, has what it takes, to be honest, to be to, a, to to be be a scream queen. They should have gotten, like, Jenna. She like screams and like the 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 in like the injections just start to wobble. Well, you in face. if when you have that amount of injections in your face, you can't really make expressions anymore. <laughs> I think she can only play herself, is what I have seen of people yeah. who are like I did watch her in various things, and like she can basically be like kind of a. I mean, Ryan Reynolds just socialite. plays himself now. Yeah. He, yeah. he just plays Van Wilder. So like, how but how him. does that fit into an American Horror? context yeah. right and she I wanted to she'll be get killed Marvel. off very quickly she could she could play like a like a socialite who's trapped do you think that she could get cast in in a marvel movie oh i, I was like in i was gonna bring that up i forgot about that yeah she wants to be in a marvel movie like who cares let her let her do it at this point does anybody care like is marvel she, so she is trying to win the nerd vote she yeah she is trying to secure people she's trying to expand her <laughs> audience outreach i, I yeah. and i respect that honestly she's yeah. thinking guys who have money to spend on very expensive collectibles should maybe start being interested in my products yeah little uh wasn't what season was lady gaga on she was on uh a yeah. season of american horror story right Oh, I forget which but one she, it But was, she was, so. was like, people thought that, that was like a breakout performance for her. But she and has, now she's an actual actress. Yeah, and she's always, people have always said she has acting skill. Yeah. She just pursued singing, whereas Kim Kardashian pursued fame and was willing to do whatever it took to get there. Yes. Yeah. Yep. She, she's not a singer or an actress. She's just her. It, it's really funny because I watch all of these old mid-2000s shows that would do, whether it was like a crime procedural, and they would always have episodes that involved like reality stars. And it was interesting watching Hollywood grapple with the idea of fame for the sake of fame. Like, at, you know, like they would have like these stereotypical, this was more in like the Jersey Shore era. Didn't of, fame for the sake of fame exist before that? Uh, probably, I mean, in, in some capacity, I'm sure, but. Uh, this episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Socialites have always been a yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. So, but it's just, it was, that, that was page six socialite, which was more like people read tabloids out of fascination for those types of people. The royal family would be almost an example yeah. of socialites. And I think the uh, access to the pipeline to fame is very different now than it yeah. was you know, 
in decades past. In what way? Well, when you're talking about like socialites and page six and stuff like this, I mean, you can think back to the Kennedys when they went to England, it was a big deal because they were like these American socialites entering British uh, aristocracy and British elite culture. This is also true of like the Vanderbilts in America. I mean, this history of people who are wealthy, especially people who suddenly develop wealth and then use it to become social influencers, uh, didn't have the same uh, open door effect that going viral on a platform, right? Anyone who produces a good video at this point could gain social traction and become what we now dub a capital I influencer. But that wasn't true always. It is weird how it just seems to be so random, how some people end up like a video catches the algorithm and then it's like, what does this person do? It's kind of like winning the lottery, but right? When like, you how, talk, what do you do? When you talk, like when those people talk about it, like most of them, it wasn't just, oh, I made one video and suddenly I was overnight famous. No. Like they worked for it really intensely. They wanted it, they pursued it. Yeah. Uh, and for some people that's because it's tied to, you know, they want to make money as a musician or they want their YouTube channel to take off. But there are a lot of people, especially I think in this gener- in the youngest generation that just feel as though they they feel destined to be famous and they need the world to reinforce that. Yeah. Or like, th- I think of like the ocean spray guy, the guy with the long board and the ocean spray. Oh, to, him. to Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, Didn't we talk about him getting arrested? He got arrested for like, he had edibles in for his car yeah. uh, or something like that. Like, I would expect no less. The guy's awesome. The guy's, uh, the guy's a very wholesome person on social media, or at least he was <laughs> at that time. But one thing that I thought was really funny was like after that video went viral, up at my local high school, there's just ocean spray bottles everywhere on on the, like the parking lot from people like reenacting started it. Started a craze. Yeah, that stink bug just didn't just care. Launch them back to yep. the universe. Yep. All right. Also, guys, if you are so interested, the trailer for the Marvels is out right now. And the okay, the the number one thing I thought of when I saw this was first of all, they they did manage to ruin a Beastie Boys song, and not just because it's the Beastie Boys, but they picked Intergalactic, which on its face fits, but it also has the line "Don't you tell me to smile" right there at the beginning, oh, which is really? very like they were like I didn't realize that. I'm, That's I'm, so like subliminal messaging. I'm picturing Kevin Feige. He's like I need you to find a song and it's got to be about uh, the galaxy huh. and it's got to be about feminism and they have to be the same song and some intern was like and they were like we I got, got it. it you don't yeah. even know i, I got, got the great it. song he's like i got this uh this in this trailer what's really funny uh is the the brie larson was the least annoying part of it to me Maybe because she looked put upon and annoyed the whole time. So it was actually good. Like they were actually in situations that looked annoying. And it wasn't just her being a, a whiny B-word. is yes, Miss Marvel, right? Wench. Yes. Um, and then Monica she, Rambeau. She was most annoying in my opinion. But uh, yeah. She, and it's I mean, a continuation of what you were talking about with uh, in a world where su- superheroes are cool. And uh, it's aspirational to become one. You can see that Kamala Khan is like, did you choose me? Yeah. Like, pick me. And She's um, the pick me of superheroes. She's like, yeah, she's the, the pick me of female superheroes. And then um, Brie Larson, uh, well. At least know. she looked kind of put upon and annoyed. Yeah, she looked like, a little bit annoyed and, for and reluctant and at she's, least. Uh, and, and, I'm with, and I've changed but Brie Larson like shows up in this bedroom that's yeah. covered in posters of, of her. her. Yeah, that's weird. I don't like the meta of that. Of like, I don't like that universe. Yeah. Uh, I would rather they didn't, they didn't do that. Also, I, I've changed my mind and okay. I am now in Team Dane. Brie Larson is, is attractive. Okay. Well, she's, she's good looking. She's been attractive this whole time. Um, I'm sorry, but. 
I feel like she's the kind of attractive where her personality is make or break, right? Like she is pretty, but whether or not you're like, yes, I would like yes. to be around you is totally personality based. She's not so good looking that she can make up for her personality. I mean, she literally looks like she could, you could like, if you went to a Target and you just sat by the exit, you could see 20 Brie Larson's just eventually. If you're, okay, a, a Target in the suburbs, in a nice no. suburb, and there are that 20 Brie Larson's. True. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think she looks like. You might, in, in a different day and age, have called it, like, girl next door. 20 right? years like, ago, yes. she would be the face of live, laugh, love. She's girl next door, but if you met her in person, she's smoke show. Yeah, but I'm saying, yeah, you can I see. I feel like she's you, not smoke show. She's just, like, good looking, above average good looking. Yeah. And again, it might depend on her style and what she's doing, but, like, she is not so good looking that having a difficult or annoying personality. When she goes to Target, she asks to see the manager. Right there at the you at the checkout. Like oh yeah, Karen? like I think I think that she is asked to see the manager more than a few times because the price of candles were not to her liking. I, really? I, think, I think that she looked, she like looked really ah. skinny and hot in the trailer. She's, I think she looked good. She was uh, yes. Uh, they they even showed her midriff for uh, a second. They? Yes, yeah. I was, There's no midriff in her costume. They probably paid extra for the, that. And, and rem no, and remember there was a, a thing not that long ago. Where they were talking about that she was mad at the the at the making of the Marvel, saying like she's supposed to be the star because uh, you know it was supposed to be Captain Marvel two and oh, it's that's no just longer. A rumor, right? Yeah, no, it was just a rumor. Yeah. There's there's no proof uh, uh, evidence that I saw one way or another whether that's true or not. But for the movie, uh, it just like the sets look cheap, the special effects look cheap, the the meta of superheroes being excited to to know other superheroes. I don't like it. But I understand that this there's a target market here that I'm clearly not there there's for. There's a cat that turns into a tentacle yeah. monster that eats people. Yeah. Like, it just, I, I don't think, uh, I think the movie will probably do fine. It'll make its money back, especially if it doesn't cost too much to make. But I don't think it's making a billion dollars the way the first Captain Marvel made. So that's just my take on it. Who's the target audience for this movie? With, like women, I guess. Are there girl that boss many women? girl no. boss superhero fans and, that and, it'll make its money back? And like uh, in the same guys who take the picture with the Nintendo Switch going like this? Do you think like, there's any chance this movie is for people, couples who are like, men are really into this and they're trying to get their wives or girlfriends into it. So they're like, come on, we'll go on a date, we'll go to this movie. That's honestly the same question I have about the Barbie movie, but in reverse. Mm, like, like, so true. Is, uh, so, so we'll talk about that. I don't know. Like for me, it just, uh, if they wanted to make that trailer appear, uh, appeal to me more, they would have had more Nick Fury in it. <laughs> yeah, more a lot of, of the Fury. comments that were positive were about Samuel L. Jackson, obviously. Yeah. And at least he wasn't, you know, jumping up and down and giggling. Yeah. They also, I do believe that no matter what the rating of the movie is, Samuel L. Jackson should have an F-word pass, that he should be able to say mother effer in every movie, no matter what. I don't care if it's a G-rated movie. He should be allowed to say that phrase in it. That but I bet be... he charges extra for it. Yeah, well, he should be allowed to charge extra for it as well. I mean, doesn't it? didn't anybody see snakes on a plane? No, I would not see that movie, but no. it's a terrifying concept. Yes, it is. It is. It's, I mean, what? snakes on a plane? Is exactly the concept exactly. Like. Did, you ever, okay. did you ever hear, hear the song Snakes in a Plane by Cobra Starship? It was what that movie, that I movie think so. is. It was like a tie in <laughs> for that movie. What? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right, guys. Oh, we've also got cringe of the day. I didn't need to see this, but Mary showed this to me. Nobody needed to Nobody see it. Nobody needed Let's to be see honest. this. Christina um, Aguilera rocks <laughs> vagina themed nails for her Call Her Daddy podcast appearance. Yum. Just That's so desperate great. for attention. It's yeah. Just, it's, like sad. It's, it's like with the strap on uh, yes. thing that she did for her concert where children were present. Oh, 
She is much better like, looking than Britney, though. She's it's like she's aging much better than Britney is. This is what an that's old, just my personal opinion. Old, out of touch person's uh, idea of edgy is. Yes, basically. Yeah, just being as vulgar as possible. Uh, it doesn't feel like that more and more these days. That as society becomes more vulgar, people have yeah, to just throw their hands up whole, and be like, "Yeah." What is it called? I can look up the name for it. But there was this huge art installation that I saw um, at an art museum in Brooklyn once. That's been set up around the country by this feminist artist. Um, and it's a dinner table, but every place setting is a vagina. But it's like kind right. of decorative and weird. But this was done like back when I think feminists sort of thought they were thinking something. You know what I mean? They're like not. they thought they, they were giving and they weren't giving. Today they are just like trying to use hypersexuality to get attention more than yeah. anything else. Like the art piece was to say something. It was also something you elected to go into, right? It was in a museum in its own section. Whereas like being like, look at my nails. I'm so edgy and like, ha ha ha. I'm reclaiming whatever. Like it, it seems so hollow to me. Yeah. That, that reminds yeah. me of like when, when I first heard about art with period blood. And I'm like, really? Well, really? Yeah, if you go on Etsy still to this day, you can find like resin art that looks like vaginas, like jewelry, like earrings that look like vaginas or used tampons. Did you ever see those, uh, uh, the, the meme of like the flower pots that look like women's bodies are just the live, laugh, love signs of Brooklyn millennials. <laughs> they Which are. Is true. That's amazing. They are. I hate the stuff that has like poorly drawn tits on it yeah. in different shapes and sizes. It's like, I didn't ask to see this today. Uh, people in the chat. It's indecent. Jacob oh, yeah, it's from the art. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Most of you listening right now are probably multitasking. Yeah, while you're listening to me talk, you're probably also driving, cleaning, exercising, or maybe even grocery shopping. But if you're not in some kind of moving vehicle, there's something else you can be doing right now. Getting an auto quote from Progressive Insurance. It's easy, and you could save money by doing it right from your phone. Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Discounts for having multiple vehicles on your policy, being a homeowner, and more. So just like your favorite podcast, Progressive will be with you 24-7, 365 days a year, so you're protected no matter what. Multitask right now. Quote your car insurance at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Uh, it's I'm talking about it's from, by, from Judy Chicago and it's called The Dinner Party and it was created in 1979. Okay. And at the time, that did seem like edgy and crazy, right? But yeah. like, this is like a cheap imitation ripoff that actually means nothing. Subversive art today would be reenacting Little House on the Prairie. We miss Little House it on would, the Prairie. It really would. Like, would be like... You can still watch Little House on the Prairie. You could have this live. I don't know why I would reenact it. As you know, I'm against remakes of things. Well, but. no, I'm saying, but like, it would be like an art installation that celebrates Little House on the Prairie or something yeah. like that would be how you be subversive these days. All right, guys, we're going to get started. Before we do, though, could you hit the like button on this video? Uh, could you subscribe to this channel? Like I said, we are about to hit 55,000 subscribers. So again, thank you guys very much for doing that. Also, please turn on the notification bell. So notified anytime one of our live streams goes live or segments goes up one of our lives uh, goes live yes yeah well one of our a, shows shows that was like yesterday when we had Halle Berry and Halle Bailey in the same episode yeah. and I'm like that's that was bad not, that's not gonna work <laughs> I knew it was guys. gonna trip us up and it did and it did to be fair all right guys we're gonna get started so 
When breaking up with someone becomes financially beneficial for you, can you, a money-making individual, ever have an honest relationship again? I ask this question. Can Taylor Swift, now that the ability to break up with someone has monetary gain, monetary incentive, can she in any way, shape, or form actually have an honest relationship? You would think that in her stage in her career, she's established enough that she doesn't need to like nickel and dime herself into breaking up with her boyfriend to get attention on her era's tour after she's like on a two week long break. Yeah. It's not like she needs to. Don't think that that's what's happening. I will go back to your original question and say uh, that I think you would also need to ask the question, can any famous person have an honest relationship, especially if them being associated with someone lifts the other person's profile, right? Yeah. Like, I did not know who Joe Alwyn was before Taylor Swift dated him. And he's done, I mean, he seems like a serious actor. He's been in stuff, yeah. seems okay, yeah. but... I saw something described as a leading man. Notoriously low-key actor and Hollywood's most private leading man, (laughs) which essentially means he's just not that famous of an actor and they're being flattering because he's Taylor Swift's boyfriend. I mean, she has talked talked more publicly about the relationship than he has over the years. And and even when they acknowledge that they are together, he continued to not discuss it, whereas she did continue to start discussing his role in her life. See, what I picture is like every time they have a fight, she pulls out like her notebook that she writes all her songs in and makes mean faces at him and just pretends to be writing as a way to like get his behavior to shape up. I bet that's true for every boyfriend, you know? Think so? Pulls out that notebook and they're like, oh no. Yeah, but they don't have to worry, but but every other boyfriend doesn't have to worry about that. just went into dark he went to hiding when red came out every taylor swift boyfriend has got to be uh on a tight leash i'm sure um just based on what i can glean from her personality um so to explain though joe alwyn is uh taylor swift's now ex-boyfriend they were together for six years um she's now 33 they started dating in late 2016 and it was rumored that they were engaged to be married or possibly even married secretly yeah. um, because in her 2020 documentary, she had a ring on her finger that a lot of people speculated was an engagement ring. Now it's been leaked that that relationship is over. A source uh, said it was not dramatic and the relationship had just run its course. It's why Joe Alwyn hasn't been spotted at any shows. So they were just growing apart and decided to call it quits in a an amicable way. Reconcilable differences. But it makes me wonder uh, if there's an explanation for this that's not being made public. A lot of fans there's are trying to figure it out. There's a $20 one right there. Also, guys, remember, if you do Super Chat $20, we will interrupt this discussion, read the Super Chat, and then do our level best to get yes. right back on topic. Big Derp Energy said, a financial incentive for a breakup is a conflict of interest. Congratulations, you described yep. modern marriage. After all, how often does a fair sex choose a guy who earns less than themselves? Cash and prizes, but no win. You could also make the same argument about, uh, you know, we've incentivized divorce uh, through court. You know, the courts incentivized mm-hmm. divorce due to laws with children. Yeah. Well, we don't know yeah. if they were married yeah. or not. I, that, that's essentially it's what it like, is. It's a A lot of fans of are speculating that he wanted to get married and she refused. Yeah. So that was the rumor when she and Calvin Harris broke up that he wanted to get married and that she said no because she was still like kind of having a New York rise in her career. And then there were all these Easter eggs and all these videos of yeah. her with engagement rings. I actually think it's the reverse in this case. She's a year older than he is. And I think after six years with someone, 
especially given some of her lyrics, she has written songs about him saying mm -hmm. like, I want to be married. Let's have a child together. Things like that. Uh, I think it's that she wanted to be married and he didn't. Oh, uh, wow. Okay, that's contrary to what everyone's saying because uh, they're reposting this video of her performing Champagne Problems, which mm -hmm. they is a song they wrote together. And she looks and emotional. Yeah, sure. I, I looked on the Genius page for this song and it says, uh, it tells the story of a woman who shocks her would-be fiance and loved ones by turning down a marriage proposal right before Christmas. And there's this video of her performing this song somewhat recently and like about to cry, looking kind of emotional yeah. while she's singing it. So is she the one who it's, had the marriage it's proposal? It's about Calvin Harris though. It's about her relationship with Calvin Harris. That was, uh, I mean, confirmed through sources when it came out. So but that's in a not new a, context. In a new context, I, that's why I fully believe, like does Taylor Swift listen to her own breakup songs when going through a breakup? Because if you She might be that narcissistic. Own, I don't even think it's a question of narcissism. Like I get what you're saying, but if you have a song that you're like this really like if it's a good song it's positive maybe you're in love maybe you're really sad you're like this song really speaks to me right yeah. having written these songs yourselves and having to listen to them again must feel so strange right like if she did write this song with joe alwyn and she was like yeah i'm reflecting on a previous breakup and that that was sad for me but now i'm with this guy who i'm obsessed with i'm in love with him and then you listen to it later when you guys have broken up because you guys wouldn't get married mm -hmm. I would feel very bitter. I would also be sad about that, right? She, well, the, the hardships the don't seem like they are worth it. It says, she would have made such a lovely bride. What a shame she's effed in the head. Uh, they said, but you'll find the real thing instead. She'll patch up your tapestry mm -hmm. that I shred. So, so the, the song was written about her breakup with Calvin Harris. Yeah. And you'll find the real thing instead is we're saying, she's saying it to the guy. But in this case, we also believe that Taylor Swift thinks she found the real thing with Joe Alwyn. Okay. And then after six years, which is longer than she's been with anyone else, yeah. they don't get married, they break up. I mean, if you look, I'm obviously like really showing my hand here and telling you that I have like grown up listening to Taylor Swift, yeah. uh, but I'll stand by like several of the songs that came off of Reputation, that came off of Lover, that came off of a bunch of them that are about to all win reference, marriage, commitment, having children. And she's doing this big eras tour, right? She's mm. summarizing all of her careers. Seems like a key time to say like, I've hit this capstone of my career and I am ready to step back and get married and have children. And Joelwyn is like, it's a no from me. See ya. See you later. I think that people want hmm. it to be Taylor Swift being like, I don't want to have children. I want to work. But actually I think she is uh, wanting to move forward and he doesn't have the same pressure. I mean, he's, he's 33, he's 32. I think it's very normal for men to delay marriage longer than women. And I think she knows she can't anymore. And I think that's why they broke up. Hot take from me. You guys are Yeah, he's, go he's got, he's like, I got time. He's yeah. like, so I got time. People are searching for Easter eggs and like a recent change to her set list where she removed a song that's about soulmates and then inserted in its place a track that reminisces on a former relationship. Um, Taylor Swift fans are almost QAnon level. Oh, oh yeah, crazy. absolutely. <laughs> and I have to be clear, never delved that far. Up there far. with BTS fans. Yeah, yeah, similar to BTS fans, just constantly searching for the Easter eggs and the hints as to what's going Look, on behind the Look, she should scenes. have married Calvin Harris when she had the chance. He's British, she likes British guys, he's tall, she likes tall guys, and he was older than her and therefore more stable. He would have been ready to get married It's not like she's she married, married any dude who isn't at least a little bit stable, like with... No, but that's what I mean. Like, I think that's the benefit. You can't have two... Uh, Maddie Healy from the 1975 this interview, because I guess they dated for a little while, and he talked about... They like, did? Yeah. They I thought on. they were just friends. No, yeah. I think they had... I don't know if they, like, were exclusively dating or they just went on a handful of, like, dates. Okay. Uh, but he said, basically, like, 
there's too much ego in that relationship, meaning that like they are both center stage people. They are both superstars and you can't really have yeah. two superstars in one to, relationship. She needs someone who is willing to hang in the background. She needs like an yeah. investment manager, like an investment banker, like that makes a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it sucks because like these pop stars, the, the female pop stars seem like they just can't catch a break. Lana Del Rey dated a normal guy who was kind of out of the spotlight. He was a cop. I understand he was like some kind of he had some kind of blue collar acting job on a cop show, but not for very long. And he just seemed like like a solid um, like Republican white haired guy. (laughs) And then it was rumored that they uh, conceived a child together who uh, she lost, sadly. And then their breakup was very painful because of that. And then he now is with somebody else. And it seems like if you go for someone who's also in the spotlight or someone who is uh, way less known than you, it's kind of effed either way because... Um, I don't think fame has a guarantee on relationships either way. There are t- plenty of famous people who are married and happy about it. Uh, I think really it's this, why did she date this guy for six years? Yeah. Like, what are we doing here, team? Six years is a really long yeah. time. The difference between 27 and 33, enormous. And I also think for a couple that, you know, presumably... he's based in England, right? Yeah. So they had to figure out quarantine together. They probably spent True. all of their time together if they're not officially living together. They have all the money in the world. It's not like they need to save up to buy their marriage license or some other sort of semi-romantic thing. Like there's no reason for them to have not pulled the trigger other than our constant weight culture. Yeah. Don't you should dive into everything in the world. You should get get vaginas painted on your nails, but you shouldn't dive into a committed relationship and then stay steady and work through the issues. Like I can't imagine dating someone for 6 years knowing that potentially like how long do you really need to know right i'll give you a year or two we talked about this yesterday like what what do you need at max to know that you're going to be with something and that you are willing to work it out and i get that it's not guaranteed i get that marriage and commitment are difficult and challenging but when you're dating someone at what point do you lose the momentum to go forward? That's an interesting question. Waiting to figure Yesterday, it out. What, what you said, three, we said, you said three years was too oh, long. Oh, I think everyone knows much quicker than they're willing to admit. And even for men, it's like uh, they don't want to settle down. And for women, it's like, but maybe I can hang around. And they should really break up with the guy and go find someone else. Uh, but I think it's typically like a year and a half to like three years. Like that's, you shouldn't date any longer than that. I think so when you the guy know just within the first year honestly and then maybe the circumstances aren't right maybe you need to wait a little bit whatever but if you're dating past like two and a half three years i just except for like maybe if you're in college and you're financially dependent on your parents but like yeah especially if you start living together and essentially you've uh if you buy like a house together or sign a lease together you're taking all the commitments except marriage which is without any of the i'm completely the benefits i have a lot of friends who live with their I mean, I just, uh, I have lots of friends who live with their boyfriends and who own co-houses with their boyfriends and or fiancés and they're getting married and I think they'll be together for a long time. But generally, for the majority of the population, I think living together before marriage is a bad idea because this idea that you need to test someone out and living together is the only way to figure it out gives you the out to always leave. You never have to buy in and well, It's commit. like hooking up on the first date and living together before marriage are the ways that you test somebody out. And that, that's crazy. And like, are these shoes? Are they a car? Like, what are we doing here? Is this, is yeah. this what we're doing? I think, uh, I think that our culture doesn't value marriage because we're so afraid of commitment. And I think that's sad. But how can you blame people when it seems like people are always sort of halfway out the door, right? Yeah. Like, if you know that you could leave someone for any reason in a marriage, like, 
how do you know they won't leave you when you're dating? How no they- more spousal support. If everyone's got to work anyways, then uh, everyone leaves the relationship yeah. what they went into it. But that's really what I took away from yeah. Taylor Swift's breakup. Like, yeah. I, I, all I could see was like Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn break up after six years and just think like, this girl's 33. If she wants to have a kid, like he has wasted her time. Yeah. And that is sad. And if she, for whatever reason, has decided she doesn't want kids, what, girl, I'm sad for you too. I hope you have children, but... I think that it's crazy to me that you would date someone for that long at that age and well, not they, yeah, get but they've married. been like society's lied to women about like mm-hmm. that that your that what they're doing is not damaging to their possi- their ability to have kids. Well, it takes away their power, long. right? Like yeah. so because we live in a Thank world you. where we have casual sex, it means that like there's no reason for men to rush the altar, right? We used to, I mean in religious communities you still see this, right? Yeah. If you're not sleeping together for marriage, then there is even more motivation to get married. And what do you have to do to get married? You have to have hard conversations and you have to see what the other person's values are and you have to see what they want out of life. And you can't put things off because number one, you don't want to. And number two, you're not living together before marriage. You are trying to build a life together earlier. Uh, And I think that we have sort of blurred what the purpose of dating is by putting these other goals in there. Well, maybe we'll move in together. Maybe we'll get a dog together. Like, no, no, just get just get married just be married and be married forever because you will feel better partially because you know you you yourself are stepping up to this challenge and it'll be hard but ultimately it's such a unique bond it's worth it and you will have the security of knowing somebody else is doing that too how about this but we're such a low trust society blah 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 blah. okay so, speaking of living together uh this is relevant one of her songs cornelia street has seen the largest upswing in a lot of her different songs yeah, that she, like her, are getting... Yeah, like her Spotify is, is bumping right now mm-hmm. because of all this. A bump in streaming yeah. because of her breakup. It, it's a financial benefit. I also have another question. This, this is purely for her. From an artist's perspective, you go through, you build a career off of making music about men that you've, bra- you've broken up with or have broken up with you. What would be the pressure if she got married and divorced of that first great divorce song? After hey. years of relationship breakup songs, Look, that divorce song better bump. Adele okay? did this. Like, this was Adele, yeah, right? But she wasn't just known for breakup music. Yes, Taylor, she no. 110%. Adele is known, She's for, known the, for being fat and good at singing. She's like, known you, for the emotional ballad. And it could be about a lot of things about growing up. Just but love up. songs were a huge part of that. And I remember the pictures of her standing outside her divorce attorney's office, bawling her eyes out. Everyone realized how much money her husband was about it's to get. Yeah, because they husband. didn't have a prenup. And also everyone's realization that you were about to get a very emotional and intense Adele album. Like those things were coincide because the uh, emotional music obviously appeals to people for a lot of reasons. And when you have cornered the market on it in your style and genre i still think unfortunately your suffering is good i still think it would be harder for taylor swift after all those amazing breakup songs that divorce song better just hit Um, on a different level people are now walking past their uh rumored house that they own together on cornelia street in new york city Mm -hmm. making videos mourning the end of their relationship (laughs) as if it has anything to do with your life yeah they never owned it it was a rental (laughs) and the owner still has it he did this really funny interview where he was like i kept wondering why people took pictures (laughs) oh i did rent it to i guess yeah he had no idea Uh, he did not care about taylor swift and i respect him more for that even better Uh, that's awesome some some taylor lady was renting it I, i don't know yeah and this nice guy joel in the, in the this they were nice never laid on a pavement joel, yeah <laughs> and this nice young man joel that she was with they rented it together mm-hmm. yeah. i just think that like 
I think this is a lesson that all women should look at and say, six years is too long. And I okay. know the rumor is, I guess I acknowledge the rumor is that she was not ready to settle down. But I think that is true of when she was younger and dating Calvin Harris. And I think in this case, she does want to be married and have children. She writes about it explicitly. And look, I don't know why Joelwyn left, but both of them wasted a lot of her time is the conclusion well, if here. your assumption she's is also right, responsible for part of that though right yeah. that's she, why i said both having, of them it's okay, not just him yeah, but also yeah. if he's there being like yeah of course i want to get married but he's having doubts in the back of his head through year two year yeah. three year four he should have left her he's like well, she you got know. he was there yeah. to the end of her 20s into her early 30s and that is really a precious time for women nope well, that I mean, that's a big thing that society's going to have to rectify, right? Is just is uh, not is no longer allowing women to believe that you can just mess around all through your late twenties, early thirties. That only and benefits men. To not be, Where yeah, exactly. are the feminists when we need them? Like yeah. that's a terrible idea. And I thought the feminists would be like, "Hey guys, they've invested terrible, in terrible, terrible plan." But they've invested no. in cat sanctuaries and boxed wine companies, and they're going to come out of this doing very, very well. Uh, shall we go to super chats, Mary? Okay. Andrew Jacobs said, hi, Brett and Mary. I left you a five-star review on iTunes. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, please go do that. All of you, go to the listening platforms and leave us five-star reviews. Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Dora, Spotify. I don't know. Do people still use Pandora? There's got to be at not. least somebody listening I think people Pandora. do. All right. I remember somebody commented that once, and I'm like, I don't know if anyone still uses Everything Pandora. is just so expensive now. We can't exactly. afford to have all these different subscription services. I finally got rid of my Disney Plus subscription. I was so happy about that. It was, uh, We're I proud mean, of you. I wasn't, I, it wasn't, I wasn't taking a moral stance against Disney. I just never use it. And then I couldn't find the right email that it was connected to. It wouldn't log me out. So I uh, finally got rid of it. I like that we all have an energy drink. Yes. <laughs> I don't. It's a, uh, Sitting right there. That's just soda. Oh, and okay. Water. Yeah, I just have kombucha. Yep. Paul's and the kids you. said preemptive strike. She did. She, 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 Hi, Jessica. Uh, money ended up on the table, Jessica, before here. Money ended up on the table before the show because of your preemptive strike. So thank you. Luis Aguilar said, I looked up best American classics to read, and the top result was ESG, DIE, Drivel. Yeah. Settled on reading East of Eden. Great book so far. Yeah, okay. East of Eden's great. I would be interested to know what the Drivel was. Is it like uh, Robin, what's her name, uh, D'Angelo? I think sometimes you have to separate the modern. Oh, classic. Okay, American classics. Then that's But they'll be out. like, these are the new American classics. It'd be something, like, no, uh, Gloria Steinem. Would that be an American classic? I, I hope not. Typically, it sounds like it's referring to fiction as opposed okay. to. Thousand Foot Deep End said, a week late, but happy one year anniversary of Mary joining the pod. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Isaac Martinez said, won't be surprised if Taylor Swift's un upcoming album would be called Say, <laughs> Say Ain't So Joe. <laughs> um, there's already a country song called Walk Away Joe. I forget who. I don't Maybe think she'll cover it. At one uh, of yeah, I don't think it was Trisha Yearwood who sang. No, it wasn't Trisha Yearwood. She'll make a short film about uh, their breakup. Whoever sang Walk Away Joe, she should, uh, she should cover that. I just don't like that. It seems like she blames the guys for all of her breakups. Yeah, like just and once never herself. Once just once she should have one that says "Lol, my bad." It isn't that, that, that many relationships about Taylor Lautner. Okay, that was okay. I thought about I'm that. I'm like embarrassed how much. But I that know was this the stuff. one time. 
I don't know. I just feel like she and she's like smooth things out with different exes in the past. I mean, also, like like they should have like she cares, should have like really? a all the hits song. Like it's it's just it's an album of just her breakup songs, and every like page that of the be CD five like percent. And it's just like all of the songs have a unique person outline for the song title and the like. She also has more album albums art. yet to record, you know, Taylor's version for. Um, and that's why TMZ was speculating that she's timing it so that uh, they get marketed after her breakup. Fear I, me, it's Bree says it was Trisha Yearwood who sang that song. My mom, if she, God bless her soul, would have been very proud that I remembered the name of that song Aww. and that artist. <laughs> All the so songs she did with uh, Joe, I think, are not involved in the whole re-record process. I think they were released later. I could be wrong, but it's not like she'll have to re-record the stuff that they wrote together, I guess, or the stuff that's about him. All right, let's, let's hold off on the rest and we will come back. All right, guys, we're moving on. So uh, Barbie is in the news because some people were, were, were fighting about whether Ryan Gosling was too old to play Ken or not. But I want to talk, Mary, about the marketing for this movie and how they're going to reach the most people. Do you mm -hmm. think that this movie is being marketed properly? Because the article we were reading was about whether this movie is going to be the feminist movie, the feminist Barbie movie that we deserve, we being the royal we. Uh, do you think that that's what this movie will be? Will it be the feminist movie that everyone wants? If it means that we deserve it in that we are all uh going to like pay for the wrongs we've done in society then yes it's the feminist epic we deserve however um we all have seen the promotional materials so far and the tagline for the movie is barbie is everything and he's just ken ken is just ken he's just ken um the I, promotionals... by the way i refuse to have like a hot take on this i don't care like i don't care if ken is literally just the embodiment well, of evil in this movie none of my business it's okay you don't you don't have <laughs> See, to care it's for the girls the and the gays it's this absolutely how you let the feminists win yeah I'm, I'm letting them win like i refuse to make this a culture war issue i refuse it's, it's it definitely is, for the girls and the gays and maybe the guys that get dragged there by their girlfriends a little bit however um i'm already seeing a subtle uh, misandrist vibe from yep. the promotional material so far uh, and they're still going to spin this as a feminist statement so we have <laughs> this explanation that uh, how women in society have to strive to be everything astronauts doctors lawyers diplomats while men can simply be men. Yeah, it's... Uh, no I, man's ever had to they, work to become an astronaut. Believe it or not, like, have you ever... I was telling Mary this... Off, Could you like, be more delusional? Have you ever seen the, the, the meme of the guy? He, like, he became a Navy SEAL, and then he became a... No, he became a doctor, and then a Navy SEAL, and then an astronaut. And I'm like, that's not normal. And that guy had to work very, very, very hard to achieve that. Imagine Greta Gerwig being like, well, it's because you're a dude. Greta Gerwig's movies all have a feminist slant. We yeah. know that already. But I think a lot of people are hoping for the Barbie movie, sort of like the Super Mario Bros. movie, to be just a fun watch that's See, not highly was, politicized. If it was animated, I think this movie would do better. I think this movie is going to struggle because it's not animated. No I think more... it's going to struggle to find its audience. I do. Yeah. I, if it I don't were animated, to... then I think it would be for children. Exactly. But this movie is for adults. And I just don't know if there's like, is there an, are there enough wine drinking cat mom feminists in the world? This movie costs $100 million to make. 
which means that with marketing, that's 150 million, which means that to profit, it means to make 300 million or better. They should have just are there made... $300 million worth of feminists that they are going to go see this? They should have just made a rom-com. I've said this before. Yeah. They need to just start putting rom-coms back. No. I don't care about Barbie and Ken, but if they wanted to, uh, just generally, like they, they're trying to reach a teen to like 45 year old maybe a little bit older female audience and you who goes where they go to rom-coms and so stop trying to make a children's movie for adults about feminism mm -hmm. make a rom-com like ca cash money you'll you'll be fine you also it just reminds me that no one is more boy obsessed than feminist screenwriters right they are constantly thinking about what men are doing and what men are thinking about them and how men are getting things in society how they're interpreting they what they're about, doing no one thinks about men more than feminist uh screenwriters in hollywood i'm convinced also you know what they could have done they could have done it as a horror movie like blood and honey where barbie is just a deranged serial killer. We don't have to do that every time. Could have done it. Could have, could have done that. The marketing like for this a... movie has been confusing from the very start because of Margot Robbie saying, whatever you think it is, it's not what you think it is. It's going to be something else. So she doesn't know what it is either. So she doesn't know. But whatever it is, it's going to subvert your expectation, which I know that Brett hates. Yeah, they're talking uh, about being subversive in the in the marketing. Like, what does that even mean in the in the case of there's no also, example to the contrary? What the Bratz movie from like 2005 or something? And or if you have to say out? we're being subversive, you're probably not. Like yeah. the subversiveness should speak for itself without needing to be screamed from the rooftops. Yes. Yeah. The trailer, by the way, added references to like multiple sexual innuendos, so that it's clear to everyone that this kids. movie is not kid oriented. But this article is still saying that. Little girls across the nation are going to watch this movie uh, and be inspired by Barbie. Uh, and what 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 about it? Would I'm inspire just not them? seeing it. First of all, like kids don't really even care about Barbie anymore. This is, is more is of a true? nostalgia factor for adults who played with Barbies. Kids play with screens now. Yeah, not I know tons of kids who play with Barbie still. Uh, the also, because Barbie made a hop to online, like you can play on the Kindle and stuff like Barbie themed video games. So she's still a recognized character. I just think it'll be weird when you have a young child who's like, oh my gosh, a Barbie movie's coming out. Can we go see it? And you have to be like, yes. And then I have to explain sexual innuendos to you or exactly. no. The, the and then you don't get why you can't be there. It's awkward. And it's also not like you can market it as like a mother-daughter bonding experience for like, yeah. you know, moms in their 20s and 30s with their daughters. It's like, moms who are in their 50s with maybe their 20 to 30 year old daughters or yeah. teenage daughters like it just doesn't seem like wine aunts and nieces yeah if the nieces are of a certain age yeah. hopefully not their like five-year-old nieces this says young girls everywhere will watch it sitting in front of their living room tv sets mouth mouths agape for years to come absorbing its message well before they can understand its hidden adult jokes for the millennial plus generations however the feeling is somewhat bittersweet Perhaps if we had grown up watching this Barbie movie, instead of playing with standard issue Barbies, we'd have been slightly happier Barbie girls what in a, a more equal comment. Barbie world. What a strange comment. If we so had, you hate Barbie, right? If we had been forced to watch a screen and be told what to think, that rather than use our imagination, we would yeah. be better off. Like, yeah. it's better that we not use our own brains, is what they're saying. Well, they're celebrating that we have plus-size Barbies now and disabled Barbies now, and it's all diverse and equitable. You know, Barbie came part, with a wheelchair when I was a kid. Part so about, on that. of all of the things they push harder on anybody is, is like, their just desperate need for women to join STEM. They're just, they mm -hmm. get a hard-on. 
for the idea of women in STEM. They're like, we need scientists, Barbie. We need tons of women scientists. And nobody is more sciencey than Barbie. Like, yeah. no. The, no. the 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 desire to propel women uh, or young girls into STEM is far greater than the their actual desire to join STEM. Well, so, because they have to subvert expectations, and subverting expectations would be putting women in STEM, not yeah. we're not making a where like a not becoming hairstylists or uh, or becoming nurses or something, but you know, like something that actually helps society. But like, there's a need for, and you make money off of doing, and there's yeah. a tons of options for how to pursue that career. It's better that you like go to engineering school and have to get a master's. The this concept is... that women need to go into all of these different career fields um, to prove themselves as worthy or full people is uh, it couldn't be farther from the truth uh, because women are recognized as having inherent value and men uh, earn their value yeah. in this world. And I'm not saying that's wrong or bad or that it's something to be celebrated either. It's just kind of the facts of life. And uh, if anything, it's the feminist world that raised girls to think they needed to prove themselves like this and made them feel inadequate. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Adequate. Um, another thing that I saw in promotion for this movie is a statement from Hari Neff, who is playing one of the Barbies. Um... This is a transgender actor, uh, male to female, and uh, I will just read the Instagram caption that this actor posted. Uh, when I heard I was cast as a Barbie in the Barbie movie, it looked like I was not going to be able to do the film because of a scheduling conflict. So I wrote Greta and Margot and a letter essentially begging them to fudge the schedule of a little bit as I had big feelings about wanting to join the film. Part of what I wrote was this, and uh, I'll just give an abridged version. Her and her friends call themselves the dolls, and that's uh, very important to them. It says, me and my girlfriends, okay, yeah, me and my other transgender girlfriends, we started calling ourselves the dolls a couple of years ago, though the phrase stretches back into the language of our foremothers in the ballroom scene. Maybe it's a bid to ratify our femininity, to smile and sneer at the standards we're held to as women. <laughs> um, underneath the word doll is the shape of a woman who is not quite a woman, recognizable as such, but still a fake. This is just very disturbing because it's clearly the case that this letter was sent as a threat, a yeah. veiled threat, if you don't fudge the schedule yeah. and uh, cater to me a D-list actor, uh, including me in this cast for DEI reasons, then you're going to face the wrath of the media as I say, you know, as a transgender actor, as a transgender actor to every media outlet that is willing to give me a microphone, you yeah. know? It's uh, because kind of worrying that this is uh, one of the people starring in the Barbie movie, which is supposedly, as this journalist said, for little girls. Yeah. It's weird. 
Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, I, I see people in the chat are discussing whether or not, you know, there's deeper implications to a silly movie like the Barbie movie. But I think when you have Greta Gerwig and you make it a distinctly feminist piece, it's no longer looking for the deep, meaningful undertones of an animated Barbie movie that's for, for kids. This is something that's supposed to have a message that's supposed to ring true for people. For me... I think that that part is worrying, but I think more than anything, I think that they're just, they're going to have a hard time finding their audience because when I watch that trailer, I feel, uh, I don't feel any type of way about it. Like, and that's as a guy, like theoretically, if Probably I'm not normal, if I'm the target, no, I'm saying, no, that's the opposite. If I'm the target audience or if you're the target audience and I'm distinctly not the target audience, what I should be thinking of is like, oh, that's not for me. What I'm thinking is, huh? Like, it's muddled. It's not, uh, like, there isn't a clear message or a clear target demographic other than wine moms and feminists. And I don't know if there's $300 million worth of wine moms and feminists that are going to go see this movie in the theater. Well, this is certainly a lot better than what this movie was originally intended to be, starring Amy Schumer. They uh, cast her for it tentatively back in 2016. And her Barbie character was supposed to be an ambitious inventor and the studio suggested that her invention would be a high heel made out of jello. I love it. What? Yeah, then they, then I love it. What they, would that do? Then they sent Amy Schumer a pair of Manola Blahniks to celebrate that collaboration. And Amy Schumer was incensed by this. She said, the idea that that's just what every woman must want right there. I should have gone, you've got the wrong gal. Have you ever noticed that when, <laughs> whenever like a guy suggests something to a girl, the girl automatically assumes that the guy believes that all women would believe the same, would believe or want the same thing? Well, it's like, how dare they Make not, a suggestion. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, like send you a pair of designer heels as a gift. Yeah. Like this is the type of problem celebrities are complaining about now. Does she want but to she pulled out of the project. She, she pulled out of the project and now... If this is successful, it's going to be the ultimate self-own. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, it is also funny that um, they have Emma Mackey in this movie with Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie's like, doppelganger in yeah. Hollywood. I'm sure they're going to make jokes playing off of the fact that they look so much they look alike. similar. Yeah. Also, Ryan Gosling was apparently the only right, the only choice for Ken, according to Greta Gerwig, and uh, Gen Z is like he's Isn't too that old. Weird. Like, uh, who would they have wanted? Who, who, who do you think Gen Z would have wanted? I saw a lot of suggestions. So Austin Butler was one of them. That Chris Evans of, was one of them. Chris Evans, Butler makes sense to me. Yes. Chris Evans is like the same. is barely any younger. Glenn than, Powell was on the list. Mm. Also, um, Henry Cavill was on the list. All like Cavill. They like, were pretty much like anybody but Ryan Gosling, please. Because uh, apparently a lot of Gen Z girls are saying Ryan Gosling is too old and too ugly to play Ken. Is it, is it him or Jake Gyllenhaal that's married to Ava Mendez? I don't remember. Him. Um, him? Gyllenhaal. Okay. Yeah. Well, they good, met on the side of uh, Place Beyond the Pines. Good for them. Here are some, some comments that were left about Ryan Gosling. Mm. They said he's too old to be playing Ken. I'm sorry. His wrinkles are taking me out of the experience. Uncomfortable chair They're bad says, for immersion. Uncomfortable chair says Harry Styles. Harry Styles? No. No? Absolutely not. No? I said, Sir Jack says Ryan Reynolds. I would have thought Ryan Reynolds too, but he's older than all of those people. He was born in 76. But maybe he looks a little younger? 
He, I mean, kind of, but, uh, but it would be cool if Blake Lively had a cameo, and it would be cool if Taylor Swift had a cameo. Taylor, like, not having Taylor Swift in it makes no sense. We need no the sense. tall blondes. Where if are the she, tall blondes at? If she ends up in in Cats, she should absolutely end up in the. What's with all of these? I mean, so I'm sorry, but they're they diversity cats? hires. Yeah. Where what what is with all the cameos from diversity hires? Where are all the tall blondes that actually look? Well, they don't want fit a tall, for the role. They yeah. don't want a tall blonde, classic-looking Barbie movie. They already said this. They were like, oh my god my seat as I talk about uh, being they're tall. saying like we want all kinds of people including people who are of not yeah. original yeah. Barbie form I mean there were all kinds of Barbies out there I don't remember a transgender Barbie although they do have one now in like their special edition collection of I don't remember who the actresses or actor whoever is on uh, Orange is the New Black yeah because they made Ruby before Vera Wang no no Ruby no. Rose is just uh I don't remember but it's a transgender person who barbie made a like special edition one of um i just think this movie could be super fun i'm uh, happy if they want to have a good time i just think it doesn't make sense it's not trying enough to be one thing also this idea that you're going to bring young children to it but also it's mostly for adults but also it's not but also we don't want original looking barbies but also we don't like this ken like it seems like it's already directionless this is also i want to point out this is going to be another perfect example ladies Ladies, for all of the, the 1% of the ladies listening right now, uh, if there's any women listening. Remember, if you want this movie to succeed, much like, the, much like the WNBA, you don't get to have it fail and then blame men. You yourselves, ladies, have to go out and actually buy tickets to watch this movie if you want, to, if you want it to succeed. You don't just get to say, why don't men uh, support us because of my patriarchy and my sexism? You have to actually go and support it yourself. If women supported the WNBA... The way that men support the NBA, mm-hmm. they would be making a crap. There wouldn't be women in the NBA making less than the mascots in the NBA. That's for sure. And in this movie, if, if they want this movie to do well, if you want Barbie 2 Electric Boogaloo, then you better go see this movie. You better actually pay the money and not torrent it and not, uh, and not wait, rent it later. Go see it in the theaters. And not Oppenheimer? It, well, I mean, I, I think everyone should go see Oppenheimer instead, but I'm a, I'm a Christopher Nolan nerd, so me. Uh, I will just say Margot Robbie is a great choice for Barbie, she is? especially when you compare it to the alternative. How tall is she? That's gonna, I, I, don't, I don't know how tall Margot Robbie is. Is she, is she of any amount of? I don't of, know. Is she a, she's, she's not like five short nine or something. I think she's, she's five nine. Not short. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, uh, and maybe maybe they'll have Emma Mackey. Well, maybe Emma Mackey will have brown hair in it to like make them look less alike. Maybe. Like I don't know. Uh, do you guys think that she's five it's six? Ages. Oh, by the to way, say Margo- that Ryan Gosling no. is too old to play Ken. Kind of. No, no, Aegis, No, I no. I, I don't. I think he is kind of too old to play. I think he he's age appropriate for Margot Robbie, who's in yeah. her thirties. But she- like, uh, that's the thing about Barbie. How old is she supposed to be? So how old is Ken supposed to be? By the way, just like Lindsay Lohan, she has the same birthday as me. Well, Barbie was you modeled basically after- famous. I'm Brett. basically I think famous. that is amazing. Yes, yeah. it is. Barbie was modeled after the creator's daughter. Uh, who's a real girl and she was 18 when he uh, made the dolls. So technically Barbie is supposed to be an 18 year old girl yeah. or she's like 24 because by the time they got into production, she's older and now she's got a career as a stewardess. She's know? five. You can't six. just jump yeah. into that high ranking flight path, NASA astronaut lawyer or whatever when you're 18. Five, six is how tall Margaret. Okay. So. And then she's going to be wearing the, the kitten heels. Yes. That adds a little bit. All right. Let us go to super chats. Shall we? 
Tigerginch66 said, can a woman be a scoundrel? At what point after not honoring your word on a wager does a person become a scoundrel? Um, ladies, how are, the movie, how, is the movie, how are the movie reviews coming? Any updates? Harry Potter updates. Fast I don't the, have Harry Potter fair, updates. Fast and the Furious updates. Anything? None today, but None thank today? you for asking. I just figured I'd ask. Oh, I didn't realize that's, that's the wager you were referring to. Uh, Luis Aguilar said, I'm ready to marry my girl and have kids. No cap. All right. <laughs> do it. Do it immediately. Yeah. Don't let, wait here, seven years. Uh, this is bananas to me. I just don't get we it. We want to hear more happy stories about you guys uh, getting married in the chat. I saw, I sent some, an amazing video last night of this. Uh, it's like a Gen Z, um, like a Gen Z faith-based singer. And the song is like called God is Bussin' Bussin'. No. It's so bad. No. It's like you're kidding, it, right? Hello, fellow youth. I mean, no, it's supposed to be a joke, but oh, it's, okay. it's incredible. Like, I, thought, I almost thought you meant that was like, no, it's, it's not real. Uh, yeah. Wayward Soul said, I proposed at six months, married at one year, going on 10 years. That's, See, hell it yeah. can be done. That's what I don't get. Like, why are you dating? Like, the only time it's made sense to me is when people are in college. And they are therefore financially dependent on their parents, right? Yeah. Because you can't really enter a marriage being like, and so my dad will also cover your room and board. You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. But otherwise, what are we all doing? Which is kind of why everyone going to college is a little disastrous for their trajectory to end up in a long-term relationship. It didn't used to be, though. I mean, that is often where people met. And then, I mean, my college still has, like, married student housing. People did oh, yeah, used my to get too. married. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. More often... You know, my dad talked about this when he was at Stanford Business School. You know, it's more often like the graduate students, the people who are just getting yeah. out. Of, like, that's a little bit more common, but I don't think college has to be disastrous. It is for a lot of other reasons. But I think socially lumping a bunch of people a similar age together doesn't have to be disastrous, except for the fact that we've introduced hookup culture and just this idea that, like, you can't get married too young and anything before 31 is too young and don't, don't aspire to have children. Like, all Dude, of that messes up that system. Every TV show, like, okay. People make fun of me because of all the shows that I watch and that I, I hop between all of these shows. One of the most common themes in every genre of television as for the last three decades have been telling people, why are you getting married so young? Go to college. Like literally as if there's no other option for people. Also, like I would go be to college while you're married at 18. Like yeah. that's actually not true. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And all of these shows have been pushing this on people for the last 20 or 30 years. Probably more than that now, when you really think about it in a, lot, in a lot of ways. So 30 years of that, and we expect society to not have problems like the way, in where and we are And we just now. talk about marriage like it's a death trap, right? Yeah. Like, like you you're settling. You're literally settling and you're, down. You're, 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 after marriage, you just can do nothing but stay in your home and just be married. Do so think, awful. And that's not true. Do you think part of that has to do with like the, the trap of teaching everybody that relationships were about true love and not that there wasn't actual work that went into them, that relationships are actually hard work, that it's not a fairy tale, it's actually something well, you have you to work at When you say that relationships are hard work in a way that's negative, it makes people yeah. not want to get into those relationships. But you have, the idea right. would be to explain to them that yes, it is hard work, but the benefits outweigh the... I don't think it's that... Being alone is hard work too. Yes. I, th I don't know if it's that we deter people by saying relationships are hard work. I think it's that... We deterred them by saying there's yeah. something you do later and okay. they are something that are not as important as instant gratification right now right i just feel like in a lot of ways like 
it's kind of like it's like pick your uh, what do they say pick your difficulty like that's it's it's like a saying it's like look being in a relationship is hard work being alone is hard work too like surviving on your own is hard work too pick your pick your hard work like which one do you want to do do you want to and I and I feel that sometimes like a lot of like a lot of the people that I know they they find that the relationships are a lot of work but when you have a uh when you go through a lot together there's comfort in knowing that you're going through it with someone and I think that people lose sight of that in favor of just focusing on the negative aspects. And yeah. like you said, the fact that we tell people it's something to put off yeah. and to not focus on because I mean, you, wanna, you want to indulge your id. Yeah. Right now. For all of the science people who believe in, you know, structure of atoms, stuff like that, like everything in the universe starts to bond together to create new things, right? So why wouldn't the basic part of society be two people bonding to each other then create and grow another unit that then becomes part of a larger sphere, aka your social community, whether that's just your town, whether that's your religious community, whether it's a combination of things that then make up a stronger structure of society. If we have all these floating unattached atoms hanging out, trying to do what's best for themselves, we never create anything. See, if Barbie had convinced a girl to go get a degree in STEM, she would have understood that reference, but I don't understand it because I didn't have Barbie telling Dr. me to Dr. Barbie, go by STEM. the way, has been the thing for decades. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, all of these different Barbies. OBGYN Barbie. It's not a new thing. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Also, you know, if you're interested, if you're a girl and you're interested in STEM, great. That doesn't preclude you from also wanting to get married and have a traditional life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, these are things that we have somehow associated with you know, well, if you if you want to go to college, you must not really want to be committed in relation. Like, no, mm -hmm. if you're interested in STEM, then you must be a feminist. No, like you can pursue your interests and also have strong, healthy relationships. They're not mutually exclusive, despite what culture might tell you. One more and then we'll move on. Disco Jensen said Taylor's influence is just another cog in the machine tearing down family and family values. Yeah. Think that, do you think that's true? Do you her think parents Taylor... are married. They're together. I don't know. I don't think that that's necessarily true. Although her dad's absence, uh, relative absence in her documentary was telling, it seems like he's kind of like a, a backseat parent in, in that family I mean, she's dynamic. Not really if I had to psychoanalyze it. Yeah, but she's not really a parent Her mom also, point. like, she's an adult woman when that documentary came out. I wouldn't be surprised if her dad's not around all the well, time. Well, her mom was around the entire time. Sure. That's the thing. Her mom seems like a pageant Women are much parent. more likely. I mean, if you ask girls how often they call their mom, it's frequent. Women are much more likely to be close to their moms and their dads, I think. I don't think it means that they have a bad relationship with their dad. I think the big it thing just is seemed when it came out that her dad donates to conservative causes and <gasps> was a Republican, they wanted to put him in the background because she was going on her big Democratic kick. Right. Like, Trump literally doesn't want people to have rights. <laughs> Quite the dead things. Uh, all right, let's, let's go come back to the rest okay. when we're done. Go for it. Uh, all right. Now we're talking about Melissa McCarthy's comments. <laughs> She's playing Ursula in the live-action Little Mermaid. And uh, she said that she was inspired by drag her performance of the movie i love it is, is i don't nothing, know why everything has to circle back to drag nothing days. is allowed to not be involved um, in drag anyway I, I was talking the other day about like watching like a baseball game and there's like drag queens outside of a baseball game I'm like what the f does this have to do with baseball it's like just, i'm not mad at drag, in, drag infesting like, every corner of like, our culture like i suspect point. people who are authentic real drag performers get annoyed by this right like, yeah drag was kind of at one point a uh niche part of gay culture like not yeah. every gay person was obsessed with drag or participated in it and now we've basically boiled because we're mixing 
sexual preference and gender ideology together there it's are like two there, yeah. there. anyone who's on uh, that on, spectrum yeah. is is, is dc and c said uh, my name's mary and i'm a butt face that's not very nice yeah your name not nice. there's, She's a, not there's a, someone in the chat whose <laughs> name is mary and they have a butt face the, no the actual uh, message said that that no, is I'm, not very I'm nice saying the person who wrote it is saying oh that. Yeah. yes clef the misfit said a plot point for both boy meets world and that 70s show was the parents trying to stop the MCs from getting married young. Eric and Donna caved and ended up wayward, but Corey and Topanga, the better couple, told them to F off. Well, Corey and Topanga there we go. I'm loving forever. this analysis. Danielle Fischel, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Whew. What a good point from do, real life TV history. Do you remember when we covered uh, the weird Boy Meets World about communism segment? Yeah, well, it's the it was the Girl <laughs> Meets World spinoff, not Boy Meets World. Right. Do you like the movie Sandlot? I do. I like it a lot. It's a classic. It is a classic. Can't say that now. They can't remake this. They can't have the kid pretend to be drowning so that he can kiss Winnie Preferborn. He can't his, say women. He play, you play ball like a girl. Well, then he marries her. That's the yes. best part. That's and they have like nine goes, kids. He goes like Wendy Peppercorn, like such a simpering like little boy like crush, and yeah. then he actually marries her. Yeah. My okay. favorite was the two brothers who end up building malls. Playgrounds. They, no, they says that, but they but they really hit it big when they invented the mini oh, mall. That's true. Yeah. Thoughts on Melissa McCarthy. Okay. Um so this was her comment to Entertainment Weekly. She said, There is a drag queen who lives in me. I'm always right on the verge of going full time with her. That's a threat. It's such a lie. Also, you that can't possibly be true because drag queens are men. Like, this is so crazy. I feel like if you were really into drag, her publicist told her to say you were really into drag in like the 60s or 70s, especially when it was way more taboo, they are like rolling over in their graves with the commercialization, right? They are not like, thank goodness we're accepted. They're like, you guys don't get it. You guys are just vanillaizing is that a term our our art form you think that bugs them the, the ones who are diehard into them yeah i mean i can't think of the movie but patrick swayze's in it and it's about like drag queens who are trying i think in the 80s that are trying to get like the world to the world drag queen competition no uh, what the frick is that called you know what it's called yeah, okay what the frick is that called and like it's a perfect chat. Which what 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 is that called? But you know what I'm talking. about. Yes. It's a perfectly. They're on the road. And RuPaul's to, it. Yeah, and RuPaul's it's RuPaul it. and Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze, who's like a male heartthrob icon, who is like not gay and is also not a drag queen, and then RuPaul, and it's a, it's an interesting story. It's an interesting look at drag, but like to then be like, we're basically going to do the equivalent of making a Target sign out of this, right? We're going to make it so mainstream that it loses any sort of cultural... Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, yeah. Julie Newmar. Yes! Another I was going to say Tu Wong Fu, but I wasn't sure if that was it! Yeah. Now I should have trusted myself. Damn it. I just feel like no is, there's yeah. no way that this... It's an interesting movie, you should watch it. Uh, it just feels like there's no way that like random successful actress claiming to be drag queen is honorary of something that you know, this enclave cultural culture felt like was specifically theirs. Like now anyone apparently can be a drag queen, especially in a day and age where we're like, there's no struggle behind it. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it, to me, it just, it just reeks of a publicist being like, this is in right now. We yeah. should, you should talk about this. Um, her other comments, she said, to keep the humor and the sadness and the edginess to Ursula is everything I want in a character. And frankly, everything I want in a drag queen. Um, but what does that mean? Ursula's subject? a woman. Ursula is a woman in the original Little Mermaid. Like, why are we now equating it to drag? It's so crazy. 
On that subject, I don't think that the mainstreaming of drag bothers drag queens at all. Honestly, uh, it just makes them more money and gives them more attention, which is exactly what they want. Yeah. Um, and that goes with a new report that the producer uh, in charge of the studio that, that produces RuPaul's Drag Race, which has become synonymous with drag as uh, a subculture, is now planning to expand the show globally to other nations. Can't like, wait to see RuPaul's Drag Race Iran. Yeah, so he, here's You'll what he said. Um, sometimes people violent. say, isn't there too much drag race? I say no, because even though drag has always existed, there are still countries where it's oppressed or forbidden. And so to me, what's worth getting out of bed for is to figure out how to make drag race China or drag race Russia or drag race Iran. Because I although not didactically a political show, the message of drag race, of individuality and self-invention, live and let live is what we need. But that's not live and let live. It's literally Saying you have to it, take my culture, otherwise you are wrong. Which is it's like literally, it's literally, it's, it's like, like drag wow, colonialism. They are not virtue signaling just so happens yeah. to make me money because yeah. I'm the one who produces this show. They are not live and let live the way I want them How to. How convenient. It's like drag imperialism. It's like, Take our drag it queens. Is. Yeah, so he said it may seem ridiculous to say it, but how long will it take to get Drag Race Uganda? But I believe it will happen. It may take a long time. It took about five or six years to get a UK version up and running. Oh, if they believe it's going to take five years. I couldn't be happier that it's on the BBC, but it's a long game. If they think also, he has a plan for years. world domination. I just think it's interesting that you're like not acknowledging in any way that if you were to launch a drag race Iran, that you are putting the people who go on that show in danger. A race to like, the rooftop. Yeah. We're going to be then, like, yeah. yes, just, just so I feel as though I have global influence, I'm going to ask people who are already in precarious situations who then be nationally identified in a way that is uh, obviously... I don't know, potential, I just can't think of another profession other than potentially dangerous in their country. How does this actually help anybody that lives in those countries and is, is they, 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 be... they, they, they think it's like, works like the US. Like if you put it out there enough and continue to push it and be like, no, it's normal, it's normal, it's normal. Like eventually US culture is like, yeah, I guess we're used to seeing that. So it must be normal. Oh, well, if it's normal, we should celebrate it. If it's, nor if it's celebrated, then we should really just talk about it all the time. And that's not how it works in Uganda or Iran. And I, I don't, I think there is some, ignorance in failing to recognize that the uh like also it's one of those things for me where now it, it is so clearly no longer the i think james Lindsay said it best he said a lot of these movements are born out of the the ghost of conservative dads who shun their kids who shun their their children when they came out as gay and a lot of these movements mm -hmm. have been born out of that the the fear of that still happening when we know that that is not the general feel from most Americans these days. It's just not the way most people see it. But they're still, they're running off of that as like a marketing tool, right? They're mm -hmm. like, we're prideful because despite the backlash that we get, we, we're proud of who we are. But that's not what this is anymore. This is no longer about proudly standing up to an authoritarian force that's trying to keep you down. You are now the authoritarian force while still bullying us and saying pride. Right. I think there's some hubris that blinds the people on uh, this other side of the culture war, if you want to call it that, yeah. they're not recognizing that there are some barriers to entry here. Like, you can't destigmatize absolutely everything. There will be pushback. You can't, first of all, I mean, with this Little Mermaid story, this is obviously something that is directed at children mm -hmm. and 
it's an extremely contentious issue right now that children are being exposed to drag specifically and they're pushing that button trying to stoke anger and get outrage marketing instead of having an, a movie that people are actually excited about in an organic way mm. and then with taking drag race to a global scale uh yeah you're endangering the people involved but also not recognizing that other cultures have the right to decide for themselves what they deem appropriate um otherwise you're just uh you're you're the bully that well, that's what I'm saying that they they, they vilify, like, it's, you know? it's the definition we have now of cry bully right where you get to be perpetually the victim in every situation while forcing upon the entire world what you believe to be true and mm-hmm. that's not re- that's not liberalism not in any real sense of the word I just they can't recognize the irony of saying oh well we want people to live and let live except they have to let live live and let live the way we want them to my favorite gaslighting now is they're like, uh, is when they're like, there are no surgeries being done on children, and they're like, except for the ones that are, and they're like, also, if that's true, why are you so angry if they're banned, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, obviously that's a different issue, but it's in the same, it's in the vein of the same topic right now. Uh, also, for uh, for they're saying that uh, Ursula was based on a drag queen. Miss Y, I believe they said uh, it was. Yeah, or something like that. But so, like, well, that's, yeah, like I'm, I'm honestly surprised they didn't cast an actual drag queen. They, it for feels the movie. like that would have made more sense. I feel actually, like this like, is revisionist history. Maybe it was, but yeah. I feel like now we're gonna hear. Oh, well, actually, both kinds of characters. Well, obviously, they're queens. talking about the the um, the original Disney version and not the novel version. Even the Disney no, version, yeah. I don't know if I yeah. believe that. Yeah, like the folktale version, obviously. It's, no, it's kind of like yeah, like uh, a little bit of a, maybe it's revisionist history. I don't know, but I do think it's hilarious that that discussion had to happen no matter what when they were doing this. And also, it just it takes the eye off the ball for the movie, which should be you know what they should be focusing on the music. Like well, they did focus no, on no, the music no, and they changed it. But they should be playing the music and focusing on the music. Halle Bailey can sing. Focus on mm-hmm. Halle Bailey's ability to sing beautifully, and that would get people excited for the movie. More. But I've only heard about this movie in the context of winning social points, right? Yeah. Look, we recast Ariel. Look, now we have this person who's talking about her her characters inspired by drag queens. How great that is! Like, I haven't heard anything about how talented Halle Berry. I mean, it'll be like one line. I, in, I'm always talking about that. You funny are, about but it. Like, in the articles that we read about it, yeah. like, it'll be like one line. Halle Berry is actually a great singer. Yeah. But anyways, focus on her skin, her skin color all the time. Focus on who uh, Melissa McCarthy is trying to be. You know, it just, it seems so weird and kind of pathetic. I'm already not very interested in live action remakes. So yeah. I recognize that this is not going to entice me further, but like this, they're, it's like they're preemptively saying this content can't stand up on its own, so we want you to feel morally obligated to watch it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, for me, like, uh, also, I do laugh because when we cover stuff like this, I admit, like, we talk about it because it's relevant to the culture, but it's not like I'm, I'm going out and living or dying based on whether a, a, a Little Mermaid movie does. Like, we were laughing about this on no. Friday with Matt Battaglia. He's like, because you guys talk a lot about The Little Mermaid. And I'm like, trust me. Dude, it's, it's relevant to the culture, but uh, there's plenty of properties that I would rather see adapted and would actually be annoyed with, you know, depending on what changes they made. I don't have it in me to get really mad about something like this, which is why I think it's relevant to try and be a little bit more fair and point out, 
okay, these things that you're doing to mark this movie suck. Here's what you could be doing. You could be focusing on the fact that she's a singer. You could be focusing on the fact that the color palette actually looks halfway decent in the second trailer. It's still too drab for my taste, but at least the underwater scenes look slightly better. There's a million things you could be focusing on. Did you see that Photoshop? I don't. I think it's Photoshop. The picture where her eyes are like in different zip codes from bad video, from bad cinematography, or from is I, it from, from bad from bad CGI from bad CGI? Was it just like it's it's a the horrible. She, image. I mean, her eyes are far apart. That's but then, how she looks. But it looks worse in that. Like they literally made it worse in that image, and that's where the she's press looking forbidden. up. Yeah, yeah, that was the the main press photo they chose. And she's no, no, like, no, no, no. This is a different one. This is this is a different one. It's her and and uh, Prince in like in the same shot, and uh, and I now uh, I can't remember. Like it was it was making the rounds on Twitter like a week ago, and it like it looks horrible. And I'm like this well, is all the of stuff the shots here. look horrible yeah. so yeah. far. They look awkward. Been zero chemistry scene between her and oh yeah, the the picture of them on the on the horse on the horse drawn yeah. carriage and they just look like they'd rather be anywhere else but here. Everything is just so depressing. How would you fix it if you could if if, if somebody put you in charge and said let's fix the the marketing for the in charge movie, of Disney of this movie of marketing this movie of trying to save this movie how would you fix it? Um, end the ginger side. Yeah. Make Prince Eric. Uh, no, I'm her. saying if you're if you're stuck with the movie that's already been made, already made. This one, this movie's already made. It's in the can. It's waiting to come out. How do you fix the marketing for this movie? It's literally too late. Okay, let, let me rephrase. Before yeah. any of the marketing had already happened. I have no idea. Yeah. I look. I don't think that we need to offer solutions mm -hmm. to them. They're ruining the marketing for their own movie. Yeah. We're just responding. I think they need to rethink why they're doing this. I mean, ultimately, they're always motivated by money, right? And so... You'd think. I wish there was a way for companies to, you know, do a market study, have a litmus test, and figure out that these movies would... I, I don't think taking on a very sort of uh, PC progressive outlook on gender and race and everything else actually sells a movie. And so... Is it worth it? And are you actually contributing to a higher moral cause? The answer is you could have made this movie about how Hallie, Hallie, which one? Barry? Not Hall Barry. Hallie Bailey. Hallie Bailey is a beautiful singer and how uh, Jenny McCarthy is a hilarious, very comedic, very physical actor. And how, while this is different from the uh, animated version, it is, um, you know, an interesting way to see the Little Mermaid portrayed now that we have the technology to make basically an under the sea movie live action, yeah. right? Because you really couldn't have done this. Uh, you didn't have to bring in anything else. I'm not saying what a safe movie, I probably still wouldn't have seen it, but it would have allowed the actresses involved to just be credited for how talented they are as opposed to now being uh, these symbols for progressive movement throughout Hollywood. And you would have had progressive seeing it and let film critics say, oh, well, Melissa McCarthy's performance is very reminiscent of a drag queen. Oh, Halle Berry is groundbreaking, whatever else. You didn't need to say it yourself. You could have let it stand on the merits of the actors and the choices that you made and let the audience's reaction uh, become more natural. Instead, yeah. we always have to control the narrative and say, look at us. We're scoring important social points. But you to be fair, see. like the, the newspapers are going to run with those stories anyways, even if That's Disney what I doesn't. Mean. So Disney doesn't yeah. need to. Yeah. Disney only isolates itself from uh, a lot of the population by making this the reason that they're making this movie, making it about these issues instead of about the craft and artsmanship of film production. 
doesn't help Disney. They yeah. they didn't need to do this, and they did it anyways. Right. We got some super chats there, Mary. Now, Alan Rogers said Maddie Healy's career was ruined by Zionist late night talk show host Adam Friedland. Um, I wouldn't say it was ruined. I think Maddie Healy is going to be just fine after that podcast. Also, did you see the that Ilad was at a bar the other night, and yeah, and the people were very mean to him at the and bar. What? Uh, and basically, he got shouted out by, by some, the bartender. By the bartender. How like, the bartender being know him? Fascist. A lot's pretty recognizable. Uh, I mean, he does a lot of on the ground reporting, and yeah. um, you know, he's or, so, a lot is a really interesting and diligent on the ground reporter, and he is very much willing to be recognized. And uh, unfortunately, there are downsides of that when you are also known to be New York based, and people are kind of, and he's not generic looking. Should should launch a lawsuit. Do it. I think a lot handled it well. Just oh yeah, recorded back and left. You know yep. what else can you do? Yep. Left the misfit said, "I think we should stand this Joe guy for wasting Swift's baby making year. Keep another woke celebrity." <laughs> so what you need is the meme that says, "Like, hey King, drop this." So are you <laughs> saying that conservative men should do their their service by dating left wing women women until they are infertile and then they can leave and find a younger fertile conservative spouse because that's like kind of what it sounds like i'm saying game plan. seems like a very strange way of behaving but okay okay her pill said i agree it's her fault just because a guy doesn't ask you to marry by year three it starts to go downhill think question so? mark think that's true. Uh, i mean i think maybe they just weren't other about yeah doubts or whatever else or one of them was like yeah this sounds great and the other one was like yeah we'll see and i think if you're the we'll see person you have an obligation to tell the person i'm actually not sure and a lot of people lie to themselves and claire go ahead and give me a mic check uh people are saying there was an issue with your mic i just want to double check you guys you. can't hear me should be good uh, it might have been uh from the filters probably so. we should have some super chats if they can hear me that uh that good now guys uh is her audio working now hopefully that should be good Okay, let's do one more and then let's move on. Bobcat said, Hannah Claire movie update. No, no update. No yet. updates. I'll, I'll work on it. All right. All right, guys. We're going we to move on. We got to one more. This is, a, this is an interesting one. This is one I didn't even really want to talk about because it's just freaking weird. But if you guys saw the video of the Dalai Lama the other day, I, I didn't have much to say on that other than it's freaking creepy and weird. I do think it's hilarious that of all the celebrities in the world that could have something to say about it, Cardi B is the one that uh, seems to be speaking out. Yeah. Uh, well, it was a, it was more of a subtweet. Can you imagine subtweeting the Dalai Lama? <laughs> I know he's gonna see this queen. <laughs> she said, "This world is full of predators. They prey on the innocent. The ones who are most unknowing are children. Predators could be our neighbors, our school teachers, even with money, power, and our churches." Constantly talk with your kids about boundaries and what they shouldn't allow people to do to them. Um, this is after the video of the Dalai Lama with a young boy uh, seemingly asking him to suck his tongue. Totally super just weird. Just freaking. And there was the, the, the his, his like all his press secretary's response was like, he just likes to be playful. And you're like, what? He's a playful personality. He's just a quirky. The, the crazy thing about this was when I was reading tweets of people like going back and forth and arguing about this, 
some people were saying, no, it's a cultural thing. And they're like, that's not what their response was. That wasn't what the official response no. and explanation was. And if it is a cultural thing, F you. If that's part of your culture is like making out with children, then I think that your culture is backwards. It was, uh, so it's not a cultural gesture. And in this case, we have, you know, drug em and rob em, Cardi B, who, who has the most to say about it. I didn't see a lot of other celebrities speaking on No on one, this. I couldn't I think people feel any uncomfortable takes. commenting on Buddhism. It's okay to attack Christianity and like yeah. the Catholic Church and stuff like that. Uh, people feel much more uncomfortable. Imagine talking. if the Pope did this. Like I dude, cannot. Uh, the, the, dude, we would we would be in an avalanche. It would of it would be crazy. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I think part of it has to do with sort of the geopolitical ramifications of Tibet and everything that's going on between China and the U.S. right now. And so they feel like attacking this figure is maybe commenting on a larger issue that they shouldn't. I still think you can say this is weird and inappropriate without necessarily taking a stance on who who should control Tibet and the Buddhist religion, but yeah. It was a very disturbing video, but a lot of people said that Cardi B is the wrong messenger for uh denouncing predators mm -hmm. because she herself has been uh, under fire in the past for a story that she actually told herself from when she was a stripper back in the day, um, before she was famous, she said that she drugged and robbed clients of hers um, back when she was a, a stripper, and people thought that that was exploitative. So then she responded to the backlash and said uh, she is the right messenger, actually, to denounce these predators because she is a mom. Um, so I just wanted to show this video from her live the one about clearing up drugging and robbing rumors yeah okay here we go so i put the tweet up right i put the tweet up and now people want to come at me like oh bitch you're the wrong messenger she you're the wrong messenger right then you robbing drug men and it's like listen 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 y'all not gonna keep doing this because when it comes to fucking weird ass predators and rapists and pedophiles and shit i'm really like i'm really like I don't play that shit. I really don't fucking play that shit. And for y'all to like trying to say that I'm like some predator or I'm some weird bitch because niggas wanted to buy pussy from me and a lot of y'all be like, oh, these were vulnerable men you took advantage of. These were not no fucking vulnerable men. These are some freak ass niggas that like to go to the strip club, that like to get drunk. And after you go, after the fucking club is closed, they trying to fucking take advantage of bitches and trying to bargain. No nigga, I'm gonna go through them fucking pockets. And, and then y'all be like, you drug and rob them. Did I touch their body? Did I touch their penis? Did I touch their ass? Did I touch them? Did I put my lips on them? No. No type of fucking touching. Don't confuse. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And even if y'all claim, oh, you robbed them, was robbing and uh, robbing and, and raping is two different type of shit. She left the drugging part out. So don't fucking call me no rapist. Don't call me no fucking predator. Don't fucking play with my name like that because I don't play that shit. And because of that tweet, people talking about like, oh, but you the wrong messenger. How am I the wrong messenger, bitch? I'm the right messenger because I'm a fucking mom. I'm a fucking mom.
and I'm a fucking woman. And I'm a girl that as a teenager, my body got abused. That don't talk about that shit, because it's like, that's another story for another time. I think her point is weird, but also sort of acceptable to me. Like, just because you did wrong things in the back doesn't mean that you are not allowed to be like, but that other thing is also wrong. Yeah. I wish she were more honest about, like, I wish she didn't defend and justify drugging and robbing men. You know what I mean? Like, that is also wrong. But I don't think her having been a criminal in the past excludes her from saying, hey, pedophilia is wrong. Especially if nobody no. else is taking the time to, to yeah, say Yeah, nobody else was willing yeah. to say anything. Also, so. this, like, idea, like, you're the wrong messenger, like, but at least she's being a messenger, you know? Yeah. Where are the rest of you? Like, Go to is, war yeah. with the yeah. army you've got, I guess. I, I, I guess. I really do wish she would not uh, pretend like like what she did was okay. Yeah, I wish she would acknowledge that's fine. But I also think, like, yes, pedophilia is bad. Yes. And being inappropriate with children is obviously something we should widely condemn. In fact, why are why is she the only one doing it? That, is, you a, think that she's, is a fair question. If you think she's a bad messenger, go ask a good messenger why they aren't commenting on this. Yeah. Yes? Yeah, Pierce Brosnan, why aren't you commenting on this with your relationship? Oh, that was the old Dalai Lama. Different, different Dalai Lama, right? Yeah, yeah, different era, different Dalai Lama that Pierce Brosnan took a picture with. I can, I can acknowledge that I do believe that there's hypocrisy there. And me and Mary go back and forth from time to time on this topic. Without, But I can still understand that, like, look, if nobody else is willing to say anything about it, then we should ask ourselves, why isn't anyone else willing to comment on why it? Why is it Cardi B that's that talking about yeah. both denouncing predators and also uh, that inflation has gone through the roof yeah. and it's hard to even buy groceries right now? We we talked about that in the past. But, I don't know. She's not had a different Dalai Lama. She's had some rare do, like, W takes. It's not a different uh, Dalai Lama that Pierce Brosnan took a picture with. It's the same one. Okay, Wasn't then, it in the then, 70s then, or then something? He's been Dalai Lama for... A million years. I mean, he's almost 90 at this point. Then, oh, damn it, I want an opinion from Pierce Brosnan on this action from the Dalai Lama. I need his take yeah. on this. The Dalai Lama is currently predicting he'll live to be 113, so yeah. maybe we'll get another incident and Pierce Brosnan will feel more comfortable uh, commenting. Pierce Brosnan is going like to be like, I don't know, take. he was a nice guy when I met him. Yeah, yeah he's, <laughs> he's like, hey, he didn't do anything. It'll any be like anyone who palled around with Jeffrey Epstein acted like they barely knew the guy after the fact. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah I, I think I saw him out at a party once or twice. Also, guys, uh, just Prince a heads Andrew up. Prince Andrew was yeah. like, oh, I, I never even saw him. I hardly ever saw him. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no idea anything was going on illicit. Um, Look, uh, for for the Cardi B situation, the, the hypocrisy is one thing, but yeah, there should be more people talking about it. And hypocrisy bothers me, but like what is going on here and the people excusing it is just as bad, if not worse, right? Like there were people in the comment sections on the tweet, they're like, it's a cultural difference. I'm like, is that just like the, a society now that's just desperate to see more uh, intellectually informed and like they don't even realize what they're saying is asinine because they're too quick to I want think it's to actually sound kind like of a like backwards semi elitist semi racist take that's kind of, of being I mean. like yeah. oh well their cultures are so different so they would do stuff that we think is unacceptable and potentially even predatory but it's their culture so we don't know and like again i think this is because we live in a christian nation and so we're used to christianity we we are much we feel much more comfortable saying what we understand the bounds of appropriateness to be, uh, whereas we don't, you know, the U.S. doesn't really have a high representation of Buddhism or, yeah. you know, other other religions that might be like, we won't accept it, but 
for some reason we don't really understand the culture so we can't say anything about it this comes up a lot actually something i've been covering for the site a lot recently is uh marriage age there's a big push uh across the u.s to raise the marriage legal marriage age to 18 because in some states it's like 16 with parental consent 17 oh. with parental oh, consent. oh we've got a super that. chat from clef the misfit says cardi b just proved my point about taylor swift imagine being this gutter beep child and what if they also get famous when they're older like hannah claire said we gotta take one for the team and waste these women's fertile time just uh just this is um, the most hilarious movement of all time like uh like you good conservative men go forth and waste these women's time to have children just remember it is your duty it comes at a risk to yourself because you might potentially miss out on your chance to have children with a, a level-minded conservative or even moderate woman um I think that the the fact that this is a Buddhist religion, like the Buddhist religious uh, religious leader, is what's mm. keeping people from commenting on it. Like, like we said, if it was the Pope, they'd be all about. it. If it was some evangelical pastor, the Pope, they would be all over it. If this was the Pope, we would be going through the end times in the media right now. They would yeah. not shut up. about Yeah, it. they would never stop talking about it. But mm. they don't know how to handle this conversation. And yeah. okay, so I was saying I was writing about child marriages a lot. Um, there's also a big push in the UK and it's actually, they're very, they, they won't say this, they kind of tap dance around it, but it's because of, uh, they have a high migrant population, especially from the Middle East, where culturally there are arranged marriages and often there are social benefits for mm -hmm. it. Even if, uh, let's say a young girl doesn't want to be married off, they will take her back to their, you know, home country and perform a ceremony. And, yeah. you know, it's obviously uh, problematic for a lot of different reasons. This does happen in the U.S. to a certain extent too. Um, and so can't talk about the issues because we're saying, oh, but there's cultural reasons that people might get married younger in these cultures, but also we don't really want them to be able to. And so they aren't able to talk about this in a very open way. And so they come back to the same stereotype over and over again, which is like one or two cases of like older men marrying someone extremely younger than them who are both Amer but based in America when yeah. like really it's a vulnerable popula population a population of immigrants who are most affected by this issue yeah. um, I don't know it's just kind of interesting do you think there's another example of this like uh, if not the Pope like I'm just trying to like because that's what we were talking about earlier right hypocrisy this is it is hip it is a form of, of hypocrisy to not give similar treatment to different causes and I notice this a lot when we talk about topics like this because it does feel like they focus in one area and not and not others and I just don't know if you'll ever get the media to change that narrative because we are in the in the West here at least in America where there's still the great boogeyman of the of uh, remember there's there's still people who who write on Twitter talking about how we live in a Christian patriarchy here in America and you're just like what world are you living in where you think that that's the dominant belief system going on right now Christianity is still the dominant belief system okay, but, but I think part of it is that we are tied culturally to Christianity and like Western European values I think the difference here is like for the American media to feel okay about criticizing this or raising red flags other than yeah. like seems like something was slightly off is that we would need and like an American Buddhist to comment on it. It can't be anyone but someone who has ties to that culture or community. And I can understand why you might want to hold back. I can understand the instinct, but on the other hand, to credit Cardi B, if yeah. you think pedophilia is wrong, you should call it out in all its forms. 
but to me, this is one of those things where I'm just, I'm so far past that, where you see like people who are very, very happy to criticize Christianity at every turn, but then suddenly any other community gets, uh, does anything and everybody has to be on pins and needles and be very, very careful about what they say. And it's like, you can only see so much of that for so long before you get frustrated. Remember when the Dalai Lama said that he's against immigration? Yes, I do remember that when he said, "Well, he they said they didn't know uh, how to handle that either." Yeah, when he, when he said uh, Europe Europe is for Europeans, and people just melted down about that, and they were very upset about that because they assume everyone of color must believe the way they think people of color believe, which is yeah. like a very weird, bigoted, reductionist. All right, we got some super chats there, yes. Mary. Purple said, "My ten-year-old girl is going to want to watch." is going to want to watch this. I'm not sure if you meant The, the Little Barbie Mermaid movie. or Barbie movie. Barbie. Um, but yeah, if it's the Barbie movie, I would say maybe pass on that. Well, so, so, <laughs> Since oh, the trailer had two different references to sex. And that's kind of what I mean by like, I, I don't know who this is supposed to be for because it, you'd think it would either be more overt, meaning like more than just those couple of references, or it would be not overt at all. And then that way you could tell more clearly who it was actually supposed to be for. Oh, also, guys, the, the chat, uh, in the chat, there is still a poll up right now. I did ask the question, do you believe video games cause violence? And so far, I'm going, I think I'm going to end the poll now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, with 737 votes, 88% of, of people say they do not believe video games cause violence. Slower than I thought it would be. What did you think it was going to be? Higher? I'm saying, but like, <laughs> like what number did you, were you thinking? I don't know, I don't uh, Do you, Hannah Claire, think video games cause violence? Um, no, I don't think they inherently cause violence. I could see the argument that I think people over portray, which is someone who has violent tendencies, who gets fixated on violence, could use it as something to then motivate, to, to, to fantasize about violence. But I don't think they themselves are responsible for that. Mary? Uh, I think it's probably a bad thing that we watch uh, and engage with violence as much as we do, whether it's in cinema or if it's fight videos on our Twitter timeline, but I don't know if it does actually make us more violent people. Also, I think it actually suppresses our violence. I think it stops the urges. Yeah. Uh, when, when the show started, it's a Dane on your name, <gasps> and I caught the regular screen one right away, but I did not catch the... Oh, I did not catch not the... How long have I been Dane today? You were Dane through all of the Super Chat segments. Oh, I apologize. Oh my gosh, that's very funny. I am, I am very sorry. That was... I caught, like, as soon as, like, as soon as, like, when I, when I was doing the intros, I looked at the screen, I'm like, crap, I didn't change it yet, and I'm going to have to do it on air. There are all those the little honestly, things. Honestly, thank yeah. you for this honor. You know, Dane is a scholar. Or he's a marketing man. Trademark, I believe. Extraordinaire. I mean, who else would I want to be? Also, I want to point out that uh, somebody says in the chat, says 737 votes and only 268 likes. Hit the like button, would you wow. please? Guys, would you please hit yeah. the like button? Thank Does you. YouTube reward you for having high poll engagement? I I, I hope so. Uh, if and hopefully they can reward us for high likes. If we could get the likes up there, ladies and gentlemen, because it is pretty impressive. Like nearly eight hundred people participating. Also, uh, I had the I asked a poll question yesterday. I said, "Who is more famous around the world, J.K. Rowling or Joe Biden?" What was the answer? Wait, what, what would what would your answer be? I would assume J.K. Rowling, okay. but. That's uh, because she's sort of been on an international stage for longer than Joe Biden has. Yeah. 88% said J.K. Rowling. People keep correcting. They say it's bowling. What? It's like bowling, so it's J.K. Rowling. Either way, I don't care. $20 one from 
DD Megadoodoo97 said Fortnite or Valorant caused the most violence, though. Just stopping by to say, hey, y'all. Well, hello. Oh, hey. Um, yeah, I don't know if they cause violence. Uh, I, I'm just saying, when I say it's, I think that violence, watching violence or like violent video games suppresses our violence, I'm yeah. saying that it's like a bad thing. Not that it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Darth Doza said, Anna Claire, do you abbreviate HCB or HB? Uh, HCB, typically. Because yeah, you have to say the C. Yeah, and if I don't acknowledge that Hannah Claire is part of my full name, people tend to just lean on Hannah. So HCB in the in abbreviation. Thank you for asking. That's so nice. Well, yes, uh, we, know, we know that we got to get the, the Claire is important. We can't leave the Claire out. It's weird because it's all first name, so I could understand the instinct to be HB. But yeah. you, if you ignore it, so will everyone else. Purple said, can't even let my kid watch Barbie, SMH. What are you going to do? Like, what can like, you do these days? Can we have a really base, like, G.I. Joe movie come out now? And Dude, then we just all go watch that? I love both of the G.I. Joe movies, but they're not good movies. Like, they're, like, uh, they're very average. There's this amazing scene of Adrienne so, Padalecki. Wait, and, uh, Brett loves a movie, and it's not a good movie. Shocking, I'm right? shocked. shocked right? <laughs> I'm floored. Uh, like, what? That's honestly one of those things that gets really annoying to me. Like when I make when I make posts on Twitter about movies that I like, and people are like, "It's not a good movie." I'm like, "Did I say it was a good movie, douchebag?" Like I did. I not, just said I liked it. Thank like, you. I said I liked it. I, I, Where I is like, this clapback energy on Twitter? Then this is like it's like. Well, usually I don't. I, I say like, look, I'm not saying it's a good. Like I say I like the movie Quantum of Solace. Uh, it's a James Bond movie, which is not objectively a very good movie it's, the camera looks like it's being handled by a dude on meth and for the in its shakiest of shaky cam but i love it because it just came out at the right time i enjoyed it it actually is the most realistic bond villain meaning it's just a dude who runs an ngo mm -hmm. like it's actually who is probably the bad guy in real life yeah and it's the cia and a guy who runs an ngo is there anything worse in the world no okay and the guy's like well it's a bad movie i'm like Okay. I what think, do you want me to say about that? I think that? people need to start thinking of like, I like this movie as being equivalent to like, I like this food, right? If I like a food, you don't like it. Yeah. That, that's fine. Maybe we just have different tastes. It does not like a test for my IQ or something. Hmm. Noah Cloud said the OG Ursula was based on the drag queen Divine. Okay. I didn't know that. But I, don't know uh, if I, I saw people this. talking about I think this is that. new age this propaganda. Being, yeah, memed into relevance. Yeah, stop trying to rewrite <laughs> history. <laughs> what about the G.I. Joe wanna... and Barbie movie crossover someone says in that? Let's That'd be cool. Where she Bar leaves Ken for G.I. Joe and, because and, Ken's a soy boy. <laughs> and, and like Barbie saves him or saves her. Yeah. Like uh, he saves both of them and Ken slinks off embarrassing. Embarrassed. What's with Michael Sarah being uh, just Alan in the movie? He's not Ken. He's he Alan. He's not hot enough to play Ken. He's like a weird interloper. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Bobcat said, what books do you think would make great video game adaptations? I think the Four Horsemen universe would make for a great, uh, what is that? RTS uh, uh, game with lots of DLCs. Yes. Uh, Sorry, in, not a um, gamer. Real-time shooter, uh, So what movie, like, was it what books? Was that the question? Yeah, what, what books? books? Yeah. Um... That's, I, have, I hear Pottermore is doing well. I read those yeah, books. Right. Uh, there's a $20 one right there. Uh, DC and C said, Brett, who's the worst Bond? I don't have an opinion on that because I haven't, uh, like, I've only watched the Brosnan and the Connery ones, like, re like relatively 
a decent amount of times. So I wouldn't actually be able to give you a, a judgment on that. I do think that the Daniel Craig bonds are the most joyless mm-hmm. and seem in so destroyed by modern culture that they destroyed the fantasy of it. But that's just me. I like how diplomatically you're handling this question. Yes. We haven't surveyed everything enough. I really can't I mean, say. But the thing is, it's also one of those questions that teams like tends to like hit people. Like you get different answers from a lot of people. Roger Moore, Sean Connery. A lot of people have fa- favorite Bonds, and it's not like there's there's the snobs who will say it has to be Sean Connery because he was first or whatever. But in general, like you get a different answer from a lot of people, and it tends to be based on your generation. Like mm-hmm. I love Pierce Brosnan because he was my generation's James Bond. My nipple said strict parents cause violins. Uh, I don't know. I Is that uh, do they do they cause violins? DC and C said Jordan Peterson says the only correlation is more aggressive boys prefer more violent games. I used to love the old Jordan Peterson, like when he would like, but he would like review and like analyze Disney animated movies. Like he analyzed Snow White, or no, he analyzed Cinderella. What if we mm-hmm. had a Twitch channel where Jordan Peterson played different multiplayer games and then reviewed them live on air? That would be. I feel like we're really missing an opportunity. Like what we here. need is what we need is like a, a Jordan Peterson like streaming channel where he just plays video games. Like I, I just oh, want no, I like I want to see Jordan Peterson just have a thing where he just plays Valorant or he just plays uh I feel like it'd be interesting. Like I would love to hear Jordan Peterson review The Sims, which I was gonna say with this question of like what books become video games, like all the books I read eventually basically just become The Sims, right? Like yeah. I don't really play enough that could be adapted like that but i would love to hear jordan peterson review like the types of games and tell you kind of how it speaks to your psyche now he's got those suits so he could look he'd look really fly on camera all the time because he's got those suits of different colors now also him going on to twitch at like 2 a.m and being like what are you guys doing go to bed make your bed <laughs> like get off the internet i feel like that would be cool right next the last of my kind said sergeant first class charles Heartland, a decorated special operations soldier, beaten Afghan military who kidnapped a 12-year-old boy and chained him to his bed as a boy toy. Cultures don't always align. That is true. Uh, Gabby Hayes said, watch Clovehill Killer this morning. Personally, a really good example of actual feminism without spoiling the film. Female protagonist is instrumental in solving the case that isn't girl bossy. Hard to do. That's another reason why I've been watching um, Corman uh, Strike or reading the watching the Corman Strike uh, television series. The the main female character in that is a fantastic example of a great female character that is. Uh, I mean, I guess she's girl bossy and that she's really good at her job, mm-hmm. but it, she's a very layered character. Yeah, so. I think that's the problem with this girl boss character caricature that they've created. They can, she becomes very motivated by one thing, and I think it becomes unrelatable to a lot of women. I think women recognize emotional nuance and actually um, look for it in the, in the characters that they relate to. Yeah. And just saying like, oh, well, she's a boss because that's so cool and this is what people want her to do. I don't know. It doesn't make her um, a, a long-lasting character. You yeah. know, she's forgettable. So, we don't have any more. Is that all of them? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, I was I was looking for that one down there. Uh, I don't know where Clove Hill, uh, what Clove Hill Killer is on. I don't know if that's a streaming show or anything like that. But all right, all right, uh, Hannah Claire, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Let everyone know where they can find you. 
You can find me on TimCast.com. You go to the Read tab. You click on it. You see work from me, from Chris Bertman, from a bunch of other people. They're all great, um, including Brett now. He has joined the ranks of the writers. Uh, uh, I've, I'm doing my best. I think that's You're awesome. Me small. Is that Carter? That is Carter. Go to PTZ. You couldn't do that. I have one now. a I have a you're killing me smalls t-shirt that I love. Oh, there you regularly. go. There you go. Uh, let's see. Okay, so you go to Timcast. Oh, actually, hold on. We got a twenty dollars one there. Man. Spicy Italian said there's a book series called The Enemy Zombie Apocalypse series, but the only people who became zombies were people over the age of sixteen. Kids trying to survive the end of the world always thought it would make a great movie. Okay, cool. I just think of like the reality of that situation, which is that they'd all die. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> but I'll, I, I could like probably suspend my disbelief for a moment. All right. Uh, Finish that outro then. <laughs> okay. So you go to TimCast.com or you follow at TimCastNews on Twitter and Instagram. You can see the work that we're publishing there and you get your daily news updates. I highly recommend following them. If you want to follow me personally, you can follow me on Instagram at hannahclaire.b and you can follow me on Twitter at hcbrimelow. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you. Mary, where can they find you? You can send me validation on Instagram at maryarchived or send me hate on Twitter. That is also maryarchived. All right. Guys, if you'd like to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brett Dasovic on both. Remember, this show is here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. If you'd like to listen to this podcast, we are on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. You can listen there and go ahead and give us a five-star review. Uh, also remember hit the like button on this video and subscribe to this channel if you have not done so already we are almost at 55,000 subscribers that is a 40,000 subscriber growth in the last year thank you so much for joining us along the way it's been a pleasure to do this show every day uh, if you want to follow Pop Culture Crisis on social media, we are on Twitter at Pop Culture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis, and on Instagram at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.